Hello and welcome to Straight From The Off, a podcast based around the amateur football scene of our fantastic city of Liverpool. I'm Michael Watson and each episode we'll bring to you a local footballer, past or present, who'll share their stories of glory and despair with us on Straight From The Off. This episode's brought to you by Aintree Gin. It's the second time they've sponsored an episode and we're really thankful for their help and their support in giving back to the local community and football teams. We'll tag them in all the social media stuff as always and big thanks to everybody over at Aintree Gin. Today's guest, former strike partner of mine, loads and loads of ability and the question always seems to be, why is he, why is he playing with the lads? So we'll find that out. We'll, we'll find that out today. Welcome to the show, Dixie Elliott. Thank you very much, Mick. Appreciate that. Thank you. Right, Dixie, as I always start it, mate, straight from the off. How old were you when you first started playing footy? Who did you play for and what team did you support? Well, first off, I'm an Evertonian. Um, couldn't be anything else with a name like Dixie. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's nothing to do with how I got my name regarding football. It was actually off a cartoon called Dixie and Pixie years ago, but everyone associated with the football. Um, yeah, an Evertonian. Um, as long as I can remember, I've always played football since I was walking. I had the ball in my hand, kicking it, just messing about. Um, my uncle Eddie, my mum's brother, was a big influence in me being Evertonian. He started taking me to watch Everton at the age of about three, um, which broke my dad's heart because he was working Saturdays. So I always went with him on a Saturday. Um, generally I'd stay over on a Saturday night Because my dad didn't really play football Yeah, He did earlier But not when I was born Because he was too busy working So I used to go watch my uncle And that's where you I think that's where you learn A lot of your football When you're watching adults And you're just kicking the ball On the side of the pitch You're looking at adults You're watching what they're doing You know, other lads have touched on it You sort of look at them as your heroes You're going to watch You know, Graham Sharp's a big hero of mine And all that team back then, but you're watching grown men and and you want to be them. You're trying to emulate them. Yeah. Um, Same with me, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you look at most footballers, decent footballers, or anyone that's still in the game, they've always had a ground on a playing football right from the off. It's 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 just in you. It's in you. It was certainly in me. My mum's got four brothers. They all had me playing football, and as I say, just in the street. I just constantly had a ball. You probably know, do you know the backy between Warbrick and, and Embourne? Yeah, yeah. That was our playing fields every night, every day. Just come home. You used to go over, um, put your coat down, and that was it. You, you played footy till it went dark. Did you always live auto parks? I'm from Garston originally. Oh, yeah. Um, South right? Yeah, originally from Garston, Vineyard Street. Um, I think we moved up here when I was about three or four. Yeah. Um, so pretty much all I've known is Hollow Park. Yeah, um, yeah. My mum and dad moved into Wembourne Road. Um, I only actually live behind Trevor Road now, so I move one street away. Really. Yeah, one street back behind. Yeah, yeah, although I did have a house in between. But remember that, that back here was just basically wasteland, wasn't it? With like. Yeah. Bonfires on stones, and rubble, stone, glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've got stone, a stone in my hand from when we were kids. Because, as you know, you're playing over, you go over. Yeah. And my brought these tweezers out to get the stones out. Straight away, he's gone into one and got the got the stone out. And I never told him I had one on the other because I was in that much pain. And it's just healed. And I've got like a stone in the palm <laughs> of my hand. Memorabilia. Yeah, well, that, that, 
that's that's your childhood, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, as you'll know, the Lewinsons, um, Paul goes the Rowans and all them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Brian Galvin, you'll know. Yeah, you know Brian. Yeah. It was Carl just Kidman didn't, didn't, didn't live far away, did he, Carl? And that. And the Darbyshires, where did they live? The they were in Embon. Yeah, they, yeah. Brian, Brian Darbysh used to play. I don't think Gary played much. Um, but mainly as a kid, everyone was older than me. It was more you played with older kids. Yeah, you know I've listened to these before, and everyone. If you play with older kids, you get better because yeah. you've got to. It's sink or swim. If you don't get to their levels, then you, you don't get get a kick of the ball. Yeah, when you get through a bout, if you don't get tough. Yeah, well, yeah, everyone's the same, aren't they? It's everyone's grown up with all the players and and you want to be idolised by them players you want them to go oh yeah he's a player him yeah he's boss him yeah little Dixie Belter that's what you want that's all you want that's all anyone wants so what about uh, teams and stuff what school were you in Um, primary junior school Blasted Sach Blasted Sach yeah yeah Yeah, Blasted Sach the school team and that yeah Um, I'm not sure whether the Cubs or the school team came first I was pestering my dad to get me a proper pair of football boots. My first memory is going to play with the Cubs. So was that by, by the bank? Is that where that yeah. was there, behind the bank? Opposite the Windsor, but down the side. The Midlands, the Midland yeah. bank. Yeah. I, I think they had the scouts there as well. Yeah, yeah, the scouts. Um, but yeah, all the lads like uh, Simon Scott, Camo, Stewie Curry, Hawksies, they were all a year above. And my first memory of... Of a proper game was playing in the Cubs. I can't tell you, Mick, what score it was. Can't remember who we were playing. I remember the kit was red and yellow stripes, and I couldn't tell you the thing about about the match. But what I do remember is it went to penalties. Now it might have been won by one side, but they just done the penalties. I can't remember. But because I was the youngest, the manager and all the players went, "You take the first penalty." Now I couldn't tell you, Mick, whether I struck it good, whether it was bad. But it, it went in, and no one else from either team scored. So all of them older lads were all carrying me around. It was on Seeds Lane, that game. Yeah. Now, straight away, I'm getting carried around by older lads, and I'm thinking, yeah, I, I like this. Yeah, like well, this, well, this always be Yeah, because you, you enjoy that. It's That's what you, you, you do it for, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's my earliest memory of, of playing in a game. And I couldn't tell you anything about it other than that. To, to this day, I claim that I scored the winning penalty. You know? And you got the you got the glory. Just remember well, the glory yeah. that went with it. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So, so after that, can you remember anything about school teams, uh, junior school teams, and that? Yeah, um, I don't know whether we played in first year juniors. I don't know whether we had a, a game for the first years. But I always played because I played with the Cubs. I always played a year up because all them lads used to say to the teacher. He plays, he's a good player, he plays with us because I played with them for the Cubs. Yeah, so yeah. I always played a year up. Um, so I played for my own age and then their age, but it was just running around then. It, it wasn't like now where everything's taught and everything's... The biggest word back in them days was probably ball greedy. Yeah. It's, it's You never hear of it anymore. But no, no, you're encouraged, you're encouraged dribbling and that now, don't you? When Then yeah. you're a, a greedy guest, get your head up. Yeah, but... That was the biggest compliment I used to ever get. If someone said to me, "You're dead ball greedy," I don't know because you want the ball permanently. Yeah, yeah. I loved that. So yeah, I remember they had a yellow kit and a blue kit, and I can't remember which years was years. But 
once we started playing for the school, I always was was playing for the for the for the school. And what were the teachers like encouraging the footy and that? To be honest, there was a teacher called Mister Kelly, um, big tall fella, um, baldy head, and he and he was horrible. He was a horrible man. He he really was, um, and he was a bully. I remember him. Just used to pick on kids, but another little thing that sticks in my head is he used to take the boys outside and leave the girls in doing lessons, and the boys would be at the side playing footy. So straight away, you thought, "Hang on a minute, I'd rather be out there." So if you if you were naughty or anything like that, you'd stay in. Yeah. So I remember one day, as soon as we were out playing footy, um, if you were naughty, you got sent in. So that was just an incentive. It, an incentive for the lads just to behave, yeah, because you what you didn't want to do school work, you want to be out on the side of the pitch playing footy. One way of doing it, isn't it? Yeah, but he, I mean, I remember him picking him one of the other kids up by his uh, tie and swinging him around. It was back in the days where kids got it. Yeah, yeah. I remember going home. I got it by him one day, and I went home. She told me mum and dad, and they 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 just turned around and said, "Well, what did you do to be it?" I was like, "But I'm going to punch me." Punch me in the shoulder, my back's gone into the... Just, that was it. Yeah. Don't know. Well, don't do it madness. again. Madness. You don't get it? that now. You don't get so, that now. Like. Can you remember playing for Saturday or Sunday league teams whilst in, like, primary, or was that just seniors? No, I mean, the Cubs was outside of football, and that probably went through, because I ended up going into the scouts and playing that. I don't remember... I don't remember in junior school playing for sides. I don't ever remember that. Um but I just always knew I was half decent because all the kids around you were saying that. Um, mutual friend of ours, Thomas Morrison, yeah, come over to me a good couple of years ago now, which is a little bit of an accolade for me. He told me I had the leading goal scorer for uh, for Blessed Sach, which I never, ever knew. But it was probably because I was playing two. I think I played a few times two years up as well at the very end. Yeah, so he um, played a load of games. Yeah, so it wasn't like I was a prolific goal scorer. I was never a goal scorer, to be honest with you. Not, a, not in my eyes, I wasn't a goal scorer. Um, but it was Thomas Morrison said I nearly beat your record. But I think um, a lad everybody probably knows in Liverpool, Adam Pepper. I think he come through and absolutely smashed that record. Yeah, a bit yeah. like my age, my year that the main slaughter for Blessed Sach would have been. Um, Martin Coglan, Swinney, one yeah, of the Swinnies. Yeah, top, top goal scorer, mate. Yeah. Especially at youth level, prolific, like Mark yeah. Hughes. Yeah, his sister was my age, Stephanie. I know yeah. Stephanie well. Yeah. So, any, who was the first Saturday or Sunday team you played for? And, and what league was that? Um, it was probably a team called Spooner. Spooner United from Littleland. Yeah, I've heard of Sp- we played against Spooner. Yeah. My name for the team because you're automatically you know, yeah. you're automatically going well, there, shite. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. spooning it left, right, and centre. But well, yeah, but it was a, it, the fellow who ran that was a milkman, um, Darren Power, his lad's name. I think his name was Billy Power. I think from Lidland. Yeah. Um, again, just just kids and kids that I'll touch on. Probably I end up playing for the Lidland side. Was my cousin was up around there and uh, me and him. Just always together as kids, good football player, very competitive between the two of us. So we went to Spooner, and again, I remember playing for them, but I couldn't tell you whether they were good, bad, or you know. Remember what league? Was it on like the Moss Lane pitches, Bootle Leagues, or Bolton Kirkdale? We used to play in Lidland ways, but I know there was a couple of teams from McGull and stuff 
probably yeah. a couple of teams in Crosby, but yeah, be them like McGull and Lydia League that then yeah. on and then Mosh Lane pitches that are, that's Litherlands like the Remy now on the yeah. other side of there, yeah, yeah. Um, Rufford, I think Rufford had a team in that yeah. league possibly as yeah. well. Um, but that was it. Um, the, the one thing I do remember, um, from being a junior school, league, they used to have a thing on the LBA. It was called Coca Cola Soccer Skills. Yeah, yeah. And it was brilliant. It was in the summer holidays. You went there at nine o'clock in the morning, dropped off, bit of a pack lunch, and then you were there. And your mum and come and pick you up at three o'clock or whatever. Yeah. But every level you got a different colour. Did you ever remember them? Did you ever? Yeah, do I them? remember it. Yeah, I never went to it, but I remember no. it. I lived in that street, didn't I? Yeah. For our younger yeah. listeners, the uh, the LBA is the Jeffrey Humble now, as it's called. It was yeah, that's right. the Liverpool Boys Association. That, that's what yeah. the LBA stands for. That's what it was back in the day. So that's what Dix is referring yeah. to. But um, as I say, I think the first colour was like white. So you got a white thing. It just stitched onto your tracky. That was what you're supposed to do. And then it went up in colours. But there was always a kid, one, one badger ahead of me, who will come into this podcast quite a lot. Good friend went right to school with him once we got to uh, Archbishop Beck, but he was always the level above me, and it never really changed. Which was Tony Grant, yeah. Uh, but I didn't know him then. He was just another kid, but he was just always on the next level up from me. I don't know how that worked, but he was he was just he, everyone knows he was on a different level. Yeah, yeah. So like, Grant, he was playing for the likes of Bulford, the, the kids' Bulford teams, yeah. and that wasn't he from Sparrowall. S- so did, did, he was he, he wasn't in Blessed Sack, was he? No, Just he was in Phillies. Yeah, same Phillies, and then to, to the Archie's yeah. senior school. Yeah, Because yeah. I remember playing when we were in Blessed Sack. We used to play against him, and he stood out then. Um, first lad I'd seen score a goal from the halfway line because the goals were massive, Mick. So yeah, yeah. If, if you could hit the ball quite far. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know his name then. I just knew he was he was a bit tasty. Man. Yeah, they had some they had some top players, didn't he? Like uh, Big Zolo at the back and Stephen Gerrard. Not not that Stephen Gerrard. The, the another lad called Stephen Gerrard and and lads from around that area, around by the Crown, and that who, who all played for Bulford. I think Sucker Argreaves ran them at, at some points. Yeah. Uh, good good side. Yeah, I think Darren Darren. Um, yeah, Darren said he, he said he went out of bash for them. Yeah, so senior yeah. school, then you've gone into senior school trials and all that. Yeah, I, I, I would when we went into Archbishop Beck the first year, I was missing for the first 10 days of school, something like that, because we were on holiday. Um, I know <laughs> cheap holiday, so <laughs> off the, the teletext, that's it, probably. Um, but because Blessed Sacrament was right by Archbishop Beck. The teachers had been over and watched games, and that was unbeknownst to me. So, obviously, back then it was Everett Avenue was the lower school before you went up to yeah, yeah. the higher school. And uh, obviously, as everyone does when you when you go into the big school type thing, it's who's the hardest, who's the fastest, who's the yeah. best player yeah. from each school. But I missed all that because I wasn't there. And on my first day walking in, a lad come over to me. I'd never seen this kid ever in my life before and straight away he went you're not as good as Anthony and I just went well he went, you won't even get in the school team and I just went he said I don't even know who you are like I was <laughs> petrified I really was just like first day in school so he goes into the, um, the first PE class and I think it was Mr Aikenley Mr Aikenley I said to Sir, um, what's happening about the uh, school trials he went I've seen you you're right don't worry and that 
put a massive. I was relieved with that. Yeah, um, give you a bit of confidence as well. Yeah, yeah, because I think they'd all been through a trial process in each game's lesson to see who's who's what and who's doing what. Yeah, yeah. But he'd said to me, he'd see me, and I was in the school, not to worry. So going back to the likes of uh, the twins and Mark Forsyth, mm. Mozzie, and that. Speaking back to that, because like, obviously they were my year. I was yeah. Bryce Lane, they were Blessed Sach, I was Vazachli, they were Archies. I remember speaking to the Twinnies, and they basically said that the teacher might have been mistakenly, like you said, he basically come up to them at the start and said, we've watched you, use it, use it in the team, don't yeah. worry about it before the trial. So it was like a, it was yeah. a bit of a close shop, you know what I mean? For And then yeah. you probably had to be... You probably had to stand out quite a lot if you weren't already in the thoughts to to get anywhere near the team. So yeah. the so you had the, the teacher must have had to go bloody hell look at him. Mm. He, he's decent. I might have to uh, reshuffle me pack a bit here, but it sounds like a bit of a close shot. It's a bit cruel for kids that aren't in blessed sack, which is the school yeah. right by it. Though yeah, you, know, you could have there's a big catchment of kids coming from everywhere, and you could have a better kid coming in, but straight away they've said no, you're in. So yeah, I always think about Archie's. It, it, it takes him from a lot of schools, yeah. doesn't it? So, yeah, yeah. with me going to Vazachli from Rice Lane, there was like Rice Lane, a few from Longmore, yeah. a couple, for, well, a load from Formosa, mm. a couple from, um, what's the other one by the uh, by the Chaser? I always forget, the Barlow's. 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 So, there was only like four schools, really, that, that mm. people come from, whereas Archie's, Big coming from County Road, Kirkdale, yeah. further down, Vazachli, mm. loads of Vazachli lads went to, if they went to Holy Name, then they went there. Yeah, it is for exactly like president. Is that anything to do it's with? It's a comp. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. So, so, if you're not Catholic, you, yeah. you didn't go to the Archies or on the on the on the main. Mm. The odd the odd uh, person went who wasn't like. Mm. So when you when you finally started playing for the school, what was it like? Uh, brilliant. We had a very good year. Um, I'm not quite sure. My memory's terrible. I will apologise for that. But I mean. What I remember, the city must have been split into two groups, maybe a north and a south, or, yeah, yeah. or different. For the cups, like the Echo Cups and all that, and yeah, yeah. yeah. You're in different leagues, cat, sort of catchment areas until the Echo Cup where you'd play other teams, or and, and it, there was a split in ability as well, right? Because okay. the half exactly team didn't very rarely play against, say, like Del Arcel or Archies, unless it was a cup game. Yeah, well, I don't remember playing. Um, for exactly much, and it's on the doorstep. Yeah, I think we must have played them twice in five years. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? It'd be um, a derby, wouldn't it? Yeah, and I, again, I don't know whether they were just friendlies, just filling in for games, but but we did have a very good side. I I may be wrong here, but I think we won the league five years. But then you go to like a playoff to see who's played, or you play against the winners of another league. Yeah, yeah, um, and then you probably had cups, but. I mean, again, we were a very good side. You had De La Salle. They were a very, very good side, De La Salle. Um, Campion. Um, and probably Cardinal And then later on, Blue Coat. Blue Coat. Become, but I don't remember them being very good. But we played them in fourth or fifth year, and they were very, very good. I had a lad called Alec. Uh, Alec Young, his name was. Yeah. I think he was at Everton with Tony. Um, and another kid, I think his name was Alan. The two of them were, were very good. Um, so when you first uh, sort of seen Tony, uh, you know, playing for the school, and was it was it clear that it, that, uh, it, that yeah. he, he stood out? Yeah, 
he was playing a different game from everyone, Mick. He, he really was. He was that good. He could do yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, the biggest compliment I can give him is he just never, ever seemed flustered. Kids would catch up to him and he'd just find another gear and go again. But he never seemed fast. But he never got caught. And he'd always leave someone and then someone else would catch them. And he'd just another turn of pace. Yeah. But could do everything. Literally do everything. His touch was unbelievable. Uh, scored goals. Um, was good in the air, but he just he just had a picture. He just he seen everything on the yeah, pitch. Good footballer, both yeah. footed, spraying at about. Yeah, all day long. Um, I've seen him on a few of the, the uh, schoolboy photos with the uh, young young Robert Ryder. Yes, father when he was a youngster. Yes, and uh, so any schoolboys for you or anything like that? Uh, I always went for schoolboy trials, as everyone did. You'd always go through, but I was tiny. I, I was only very small. Um, I always. Towards the schoolboys, I always thought I, I got overlooked. But but when I, you see you see things then and, and you see things now, I wasn't physically developed enough to, to play. I could play football, but kids were bigger and stronger than me. And I always thought it never ended me, but I think it did. If, if the truth be told, I never started to grow spurts probably till I was about 14 or 15. Yeah. Um, but I, could play, I, I always sort of held my own. Um, but but it was more the Sundays. Um, so, sorry, going back to that. Yeah, go on, go on. Um, with, with the Liverpool school boys things, I always got down to like, went through a trial. You're in for the next one. You're in for the next one. You're in for the next one. And then literally you knew then there was about 20 kids and you were in the 20 kids. Yeah, in the mix then, yeah. And then the next one was the cut. And uh, I never, ever... Never ever got into that last group. Yeah. But as I say, I used to go up to Anthony's and, you know, we'd be coming home with like all different foreign shirts because he'd been playing at Eden and everywhere and he'd, he'd be getting played at the tournament. If it wasn't him, it was Robbie. Um, so, yeah, I, with the schools, I didn't get into Liverpool school boys. Um, and that, as I say, I think I'd like to think that I wasn't. I wasn't ready. I wasn't physically ready for that. Yeah. Um, so when did it come to that you actually went to Liverpool then? How, how did that come about? Well, it was Liverpool Football Club. Um, I think the fella was called Harry Hodge, who was a, it was a scout for Liverpool. Um, and obviously, when we progressed from Spooner, I think my next team from Spooner, um, well, it was probably... After that, it was probably Tatton Youth with Tommy Dempsey, Sai McNally, who were from Bayaz. But they were just all the blessed sack kids. Um, and then we went to Crosby Stewart, and that's when, we again, we had a, we had a good side. And uh, I got picked up at 11 to go to Liverpool. So that was where I come across saying Robbie Ryder, who you just called then. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and a load of good kids. And, and that was where I started getting better, because you had to. You, you had to mix it with them otherwise. Yeah. So was that uh, Vernon Sangster days, Penny Lane? Or, or No, I didn't go to Vernon Sangster. It was the Vernon Sangster. Or you could go to the school in Crosby. And because I played in the Crosby Leagues with all them lads, I didn't go to the Vernon Sangster. We went to, I can't think of the school now. Um, yeah. What's that school? Um, do you know the school off Moor Lane? And the, the school Chesterfield. Chesterfield Eye. Chesterfield, Chesterfield yeah. Eye. Yeah. So we went to Chesterfield Eye. Um, 
that was where I started training because again we were in the Crosby leagues then, um, so all our kids that were involved and most of our transfer sides that we went to later on, most of them were at the Liverpool and made Liverpool up or Everton. So we always had good sides um, on a Sunday. Um, a lot of the kids went on to to, to do quite well. Yeah. Um, so. At Liverpool, and you're saying then about uh, Fowler or, or Robert Ryder, as his name was yeah. then. Who, who else was in that year group? Can you remember anyone else who, uh, who yeah. anyone would know? Um, Philly Charnock. Yeah. Philly Charnock played. Yeah. Um, a kid called Paul Flarty. Yeah. Um, he's actually in Robbie Fowler's book. Talks very highly of him. He was a great goal scorer. Um, only very, very small. But he, he got sick. Um I can't remember what happened to him. I think it might have been like his liver or the kidneys or something like that. And he missed a lot of football. Yeah. But he could play football. He could score goals. Um, he was brilliant. He was very, very good. Who else? Uh, Stuart Whitaker, who's my cousin. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, me and him were inseparable as kids. Went right the way through. Um, he'd stay in our house. I'd stay in his house. He went on to make a good career. He's played for... Uh, I think he left Liverpool... Not sure if he played for Liverpool's first team or whether he may have got a few subsets. But then he went to Bolton, played for Bolton. Yeah. Um, ended up going to Macclesfield and then Lee Aramai and a few other clubs have probably missed a few out. Yeah, so made a few quid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's done it, had a good career. So who were the coaches, Dicks? Um, Hugh McCauley and Frank Skelly was there. Uh, Dave Shannon. Yeah. Um, I always felt like Dave Shannon liked me. I, he always had a bit more time for me. I don't think Hugh McCauley was very keen on me. Um, but that's not the... I mean, at that time, I didn't develop properly till, till after I'd left there. And that was when I got the best out of me because I was very small. Um, but I'd like to think that, you know, there's, there's kids that I grew up with that got white tees and I always felt like I deserved at least a chance to get a white tee. Yeah. Um, when I when I actually left Liverpool, um, Warwick Rimmer from uh, Tramia, yeah, he'd he'd seen me play somewhere, um, so he, he phoned our house. There wasn't mobile phones back then, so straight away he's phoned our house, um, asked me was I been released by Liverpool, uh, to which he said yeah, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so asked me would I go, and 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 uh, do a YTS with them or, or at least try out to get one, yeah. Um, and I, I knew most of the lads anyway, you know, the likes of Kevin Fitzy from Telesal, Eddie McCulloch, the Carberries, um, all very good football players, they were all there. Um, Philly Johnson, who played with me for transfers and stuff, he was there. So I, I stayed away, yeah, all day long. So he, he said to me, I'm going to have to see uh, Steve Iwe, make sure you've been released, um, and then I'll, I'll phone you back. And I said, yeah, brilliant. When I got released at 15 um, by Steve Iway, obviously you carry on playing and the scouts watching permanently. Um, every time I played after that, a different scout would come over to me or my dad and say, listen, we want you to go back to Liverpool. So I did the first time and I turned back up and Steve Iway said, what are you doing here? I've just got rid of you. I said, oh, one, of, one of the fellas told me to come back. He's seen me last week playing for, whoever I was playing for at the time, Transpires or whatever it was. Um, and he just said, all oh, right, okay, get changed. And, and straight away, you know, 
It's not what he wanted, yeah. It's all a bit of a lack of communication between them or something. Uh, Well, yeah, there must be because he gets, he he has the rule over everything there, doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? Um, And I think in that space, I think five or six times, um, the scouts were coming and asking me to go back, but it just, uh, it was pointless. It was pointless because he's already made his mind up on me. When When he, Sheds it and want to let you go. What can you remember the uh, conversation and, and how it went? Or was it like one where he spoke to your dad? Or no, I'll never forget it, mate. Uh, the, the first one, it used to be Melwood. We used to go in the corner, the big black doors, right in the corner. Yeah. Um, Tuesday nights or Thursday nights, um, and we sort of knew it was coming, or you, you knew it was a, it was coming to that time where they're going to tell you whether you'd be kept on or you'd be not kept on. So, I was hoping, like every other kid, that you're going to get the yeah, yeah. And then, I'll never forget it, you got called in one by one. And I know Steve Iwe was sitting down at a desk. Um, and Dave Shannon and Hugh McCauley were either in the corridor or to come in the room with you, depending on what they were doing, because they were probably ferrying about and doing a few little different things for the kids. And anyway... Um, as I say, Dave Shannon always seemed to take a shine to me more than Huey. And as I walked in, he couldn't. He, he, he sort of, seeing it was me coming and sort of, like, scampered through the door. So, I thought, oh, that's a bit strange. Like, he's always, like, pleased to see you. How are you? Uh, you know, just general chit-chat. So, obviously, you sit down and Steve Howard just said, look, um, we, we don't think you're ready at this time. And uh, we're not going to be offering you anything. Um, is there anything you'd like to say? No, as a young kid, what are you going to say to that? I just remember turning around and saying thanks and walked out the door. Uh, the tears were streaming down my face before I even got out the door. Yeah. Um, How old was you there? I reckon I'd have been 14, 15, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, would have been leading up to get your YTS basically. Because obviously, I think we'd signed schoolboy forms. Um, that was at Anfield. We all went up shirt and tie jobs and you signed it. But I don't think that was anything. You, you were just there training for two years then if you got like schoolboy forms, probably. Yeah. Uh, but the, the big one you wanted was the YTS. Um, that's getting paid to play football, which everyone dreams of. Do you know? Yeah, of course. So, um, so when that never come, what about other teams, local teams, anywhere else that you could... Um, well, as I say, the transfer side that we had was very, very good. Pretty much everyone was at a, at a club, either at Liverpool or Everton or Tranmere. Um, I remember going to Crew. That was around that time. Um, and Big Dealy, Dealy had a bowler. Yeah, yeah. Um, somehow he'd come to play for transfers. Now I know he was like probably a chill wall lad. Um, and we went to Crew for like a trial. Um, but if I'm if I'm honest, I, I think that was set up to give Dealey, yeah, we want you. Do you know what I mean? And they probably needed eleven kids to go up and call it a trial. But he was the one that yeah. was always was Franny Tierney there at the time. I thought that time he probably was in the club because he's probably gone right through with Coxie at some point. Yeah. Um, but I think that was like a, a Sunday. I think it was set up on a Sunday game. I remember going up there, and you know, you you just a kid wanting to. To make a living out of the game and you do your best, but um, what was he like as a bowler in in Sunday League? 
He only played for Transfer Sorted that last year, but he's a, he's a good lad, Daly. Um, he come up dead quiet, dead quiet, big lad. If, you know, if you get on the wrong side of him, which I've seen a few people do, it, you know, he could get a grip here, like, yeah. you know what I mean? But just a really nice lad. Yeah, what really a nice lad. lad as well, boss. Brilliant, brilliant player. Um, he's done very well off the game. I bumped into him in Mexico a few years back, just comes running over and <laughs> seeing him in the middle of a water park or something. I haven't seen him since, but that was, that was a few years ago. Great, yeah. great. So what about the sort of... Local teams, like if if it's not working out there, crew. What about you, like your Marines, your Southports? Well, yeah, that's where I went. That was my next step from Liverpool. I went to uh, Marine, uh, what they called as a U team. Um, now, around that time as well, um, I don't know how it worked, but we ended up getting a trial for Crystal Palace. Um, the likes of Peter Yich, who's from the Allerton. Yeah, I remember yeah. him being on the team. Now, I've got no idea where that come from. I think my half fellas just heard something on the grapevine and we ended up going there. Um, but again, we went we went down there, um, had a little trial game. Ended up, as I said before, we uh, I marked the fastest thing on two two legs I've ever seen, which was George and Da. Yeah. He was just rapid. <laughs> and I had to mark him, so that was just... Where, where were you playing now about this time, Zix? Positional-wise, yeah, yeah. um, I know the trial at Crystal Palace have played right wing because he was left wing. Yeah. Um, and i done all right. That was the thing about it. When I got the ball, I actually did. I remember doing okay when I had the ball. But as soon as he had the ball, it was like... So, do you think because he was that rapid, he made you look a bit yeah, leggy? Definitely. <laughs> definitely. I've that never seen anything. Oh, yeah. mate. It was, honest to God, he was... I've never seen anything move that quick on two legs. He was unbelievable. But... You know, didn't have much skill about him, but you know, uh, 14, 15, 16, or whatever he might have been. I don't know whether he was younger at the time, but you know, they've obviously seen something there and he's made a big career out of it himself. So, so, did any of the, the scouts lads who went up get kept there or anything like that? They, yeah, again, I'd, there wasn't many, I you know. Peter Yich was there, I remember him. I think Alan Scotton was another kid that was with us. And then it was a load of kids that I didn't know, but there was a kid called Woody. Um, I've heard him on the earlier podcasts. I think it may be the same lad, but I'm not 100% sure. But he was the only one that they were interested in. Yeah. Um, so I don't know actually what happened to him because I don't really know the, the, the lad. Yeah. So, so then back back to Marine. Yeah. Who was it still? Rowley, obviously, in charge of the, the first team at the time. Yeah, he was a charge of... He was a charge of um, the first team, um, at the time, there was uh, Dave Ramston was doing the resis, um, who I ended up joining, but obviously we went through the youth team. But that's, I'm probably 16, 17 now, and, and, and that's where I think I played my best football, um, playing in the West Lancashire Leagues, and every game was a trial, because you play Liverpool, you play Everton, you play Burnley, you play Macclesfield, you play in everyone. Local, yeah, um, up as far as Carlisle, Carlisle, but in that league, I don't quite know how they were in the West Lancashire League. But so, it was um, like, was Morecambe and that? Did you get it? Was it as far as that? No, yeah, uh, but I don't think Morecambe were in that. No, no, uh, it was like, like Blackburn, Burnley, Port Vale, all that, yeah, yeah. Um, so, all, the, all the, the local clubs, North West, and a little bit beyond, yeah, yeah, um, Man United, Man City. So oh, were they like, uh, were they a mix of like Reggie's and kids that you were coming up against? Yeah, uh, and now and again you got old pros um, that were coming back from injury that that might play. 
Um, I remember Michael Thomas turns up when we played Liverpool one game. Yeah, but uh, that was a, a marine pitch that was iced to death. And I bet you just... thanked him. You thanked him for that goal in it <laughs> for Arsenal, didn't you? I ran yeah, off the street that day. I know what you're like, mate. Uh, I, I ran you... off the street. I bet you did. <laughs> I bet you did. My uh, dad locked me out that day. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how did you find that standard? Then, as you said, you, you said it. you played your best footy. Was that when you felt you sharpest on it? Yeah, um, and I think I started to develop like man strength a little bit more then. Yeah, um, yeah. Even though I'm still only small, but um, that was it was brilliant. Every game in my eyes was a trial. Um, I remember the first the first game we played because we've been training, and obviously you know yourself, you, you have a look around in training and you think, "Am I good enough? Who's better than me?" And I knew I could play in that team all day long. And I thought, you know what? I, I think I've got half a chance of maybe someone seeing me. Because that's the way you've got to look at it in my eyes. Like, yeah. Um, I remember on the coach to Preston on the old pla- plastic pitch when you played Preston, because they had the plastic pitch then, you'd always played on their first team pitch. Um, so that was my first ever game for uh, what was Marine Youth then against Preston. Um and they had a they had a manager. We had a manager called Gary. Can't remember his second name. Now he may be a lovely fella now, but I think that was his first ever job, and he never knew what he was doing. He was trying to teach kids how to kick footballs at like sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. And most of the kids had come out of yeah, not clubs, academies, clubs, but clubs. Yeah. But schools of excellence. Yeah. Or, as they were then. Yeah. And he was trying to get people to skip and jump and kick a ball. And he couldn't kick a ball down ill like, but he, he seemed like a nice fella. But on the coach on the way to to, to Preston, is that why you forgot a surname? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was a busy, funny enough as well. <laughs> Accidentally forgot a surname. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. just too nice, you dicks. Yeah, yeah. Selective memory. That. Yeah. Um. But but anyway, on so we're we're going down on the coach, and uh, he he's, he's come and sat next to me on the coach, and he said, hey, "I'm going to start you today. I think you're ready." It's like it was a shock, and I was like, "I'm not here to make the numbers of what I want to play like." Um, but that was brilliant. We we played at Preston's ground, Astro Turf. Um, I, I scored as well after about ten minutes, and I've ran to the to the to the stands with nobody in it. But in my head, I'm celebrating to everybody that yeah. that's not there. Like, but I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Brilliant. So, what about Sundays? Are you playing any Sunday footy for anyone as a teenager? Um, as a teenager, it was probably yeah. I mean, again, Crosby Stewart. Yeah, what was your Crosby Stewart? Crosby Stewart. Cousin played for them for years. Barry Marshall. He was same age as Cara. He was like captain of the Crosby School Boys and, and all that. Really good player. Yeah. Um, he was. He played for Crosby Stewart for years, so I'd, I'd go and watch them in cup finals and stuff. Mm. Yeah, a couple of years older than me, our body. But uh, I always, I always remember that. Um, the manager was called Mister Proctor, and the old cut, the old called him Mister. Really, I remember thinking like, uh, 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 you know, it sort of felt a bit professional compared it's to okay. the teams I was playing with, where you had the two Bob Kith or mm. everyone was like sharing each other's gear. They seem like a bit of a professional outfit, and it was like nice. dead respectful. And I remember going thinking, bloody hell, these are a bit, uh, these are a bit serious. But it was good because they were good mm. and dead successful. I remember, remember our buddy's trophy room in the house was just. Off yeah. the scale, they, they must have been a really good team, but 
when I think of Crosby Stewie, and they still got one now, aren't they? There's yeah. loads of loads yeah. of the dead, yeah. dead established club and all that. So what? So that's who you were. Um, yeah, Crosby Stewie. I probably got picked up at Liverpool playing for Crosby Stewie. A fella called Kieran England used to run them. Sorry, no. His son was Kieran. I can't remember the dad's name. He was Kieran England. The son. I can't remember the dad's name, but it was his son in England. So what about like adult Sunday footy then? But if when you're with Marina, you're playing no no adult stuff. No, I was always getting chased. I, like Mick Little, Chris Little's dad, yeah, always yeah. ran the Brunesque. Yeah. And I obviously grew up with Chris and he was always in my ear to play. Yeah. And that but was one of the most successful Brunesque teams, probably, wasn't they it? Were decent. Ads, yeah. yeah, they were decent. Um but it didn't interest me. I I, I love my Saturday footy. Right well when we when I went to Marina I didn't play Sunday League footy because I was I was wanting to actually every game you're playing against the club. Um. So that for me was a stepping stone, and I'm thinking somewhere. And I, to be honest with you, we we played Berry, um, up at Gig Lane. Now we never had a centre forward, and the the manager at the time asked me to go centre forward, and I ended up scoring three that day. As soon as the game's finished, again going back to this Gary Sorrell, the managers come over to me dad and went, "Is that your lad?" He said, "Yeah." He said, um, "We'd like him to come up for a trial." So that Gary Sorrell's come over, he's not paying me a penny, and goes, oh, you can't have him. And he said, what are you on about? He said, oh, no, you can't just take him. He went, that's what that's what it's doing it for. He wanted to get Marine money for me, just for nothing, basically. Yeah, for being a youth player on no, no contract, no yeah. wages, no nothing. Yeah, so um, so that was one I went to. Um, I think I had four days. I had to go up and stay in Diggs and Berry. Um but the first day in training when we turned up, now I always see myself as a midfielder. I could play sort of centre midfield, right midfield, um, but I was never a forward. So we're at Berry, and you, you have to get changed in the ground itself and walk down Gig Lane to a field at the bottom. And it was just like, that was where you got, you, you trained on that field. So day one, he said to me, right, go, go over with the air. Uh, Centre forwards and, and do that. And I said, oh, I'm not a centre forward. And he went, what do you mean you're not a centre forward? Aren't you the kid that scored three pastors? I said, yeah. But that's not me, I don't really. And he went, you just scored three pastors. So straight away they would want me as something that I didn't think I was. Um, and none of the kids had talked to me. I was a threat to them. So I've got there probably, I think I got there on a Sunday night, my dad dropped me off. At some digs, some of the kids had gone home, so they were coming back at different ages. So, got your head down, went to the training ground on the Monday, got picked up on a bus. So, I'm trying to talk to the. There was another kid in my digs, and we got on. He spoke a little bit when we were on the bus to training. As soon as he got involved with all his mates, and you, you know yourself, when you're playing footy, you've got to prove that you can live with them. So, you know yourself, you'd have a little argument, you'd have a little niggle with someone. And I'd had a bit of niggle with them, and I'd had a bit of banter giving them, giving them what for, saying they were crap and all this. But I think we ended up beating them five-one. So straight away, they just didn't want to know me. Yeah, they were ignoring me. They 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 looking at me, thinking you're you're a threat all day long. So I phoned my dad that night. He said, "What's it like?" I, I said, "Well, they're asking me to do sense of forward stuff, and I don't know that." You know, like drills where you're just getting the ball out your feet and hitting the target, hitting the target. I was never good at that. I could see a pass and had a decent touch, and I was taught I was a midfielder more than that. 
Um, so that was th- that. That was that really. Um, he wanted to come and pick me up. My dad that night because he just heard it in my voice. But I stuck her out. Um, second day, I've turned around to one of the lads and went, "What's going on? Why aren't you talking to me?" Like, and they were all going out bowling that night, and begrudgingly asked me to come along, but no, didn't work out there, mate. Shit, so um, didn't you get out to show them your uh, kingpin skills? No, didn't you get you pull your uh, bowling glove out, no, your embroidered glove? No, I've got the hook <laughs> in the other hand, though. <laughs> right, so after your, your little uh, trial there, where, where are you going then? Well, just back to Marine then. Um, again, playing with the U teams, playing in FAU Cups. Um, we had a good FAU Cup with that side. Um, good run, yeah. Sides, yeah. I think we beat Stockport. Um, and I think we beat Rochdale. Um, and I think Macclesfield knocked us out. Who that else year. was there, Dix, at the time? I'm Marine. Mm. Um, you were similar age to like Kamuski and that, Peter Kamuski and them? No, he's a bit older than me. He's a bit older than me. Uh, Jimmy Lee. Jimmy Lee would have been there. He was in my year in school. Yeah. Um, Ricky Torbenson. Um, goalkeeper Phil Fisher. Ever heard yeah, of Phil yeah. Fisher? Yeah. He's dead now, unfortunately. Like, but what a character he was. Going back to that first game in the uh, at Preston, <laughs> we're all in the changing rooms, and then Phil Fisher's burst bear, through the room. What have you got there, Phil? He said, "What size are you?" Size seven. He pulled out a brand new pair of copper moon Yeah, and I'm a size seven, and I want them, but I'm paranoid and thinking. What if I get nicked here? I know he's got them from the dressing room. So I said, hey, throw them in your bag and I'll get them on the way home. And uh, true enough, like on the coach home, I was in a size seven breaking them in on the coach back. <laughs> he was crack as Phil. Good That's lad, a good though. Oh, great lad, Phil. Great lad. So after Marine or along the, along the lines of Marine, no, no, no uh, goals with the first team or were they throwing you in? Or? Well... Shortly after that, I mean, obviously we played against the the, the class of ninety two is my age, so playing against Scholes, Neville, Butt, Gillespie, Cape uh, Cod, Bent only. Bobby Savage. Uh, I don't think was he, he played. He, he was older. Then? I think he was yeah, older. Been gone then, yeah. uh, Ryan Giggs was the year above. What was the What was the poor fella? Everyone forgets his name, and I forgot his name. Cook, so, Terry Cook, was he? Yeah, it Terry Cook. Yeah. Bent only was good though. Bent I mean. Only, yeah. Terry Hollywood was in goal this day, and uh, I think they scored five past him. I think Scholes got four. I've never seen anything like Paul Scholes. Yeah. I mean, playing in the ten, off the strike. he was like a striker when he first came into the, the uh, United team. Uh, and he, he put him in off the ten, off the off the uh, striker. I remember my dad. My dad come back one day. Uh, Nobby Styles, one of my dad's old heroes, and he was at the cliff one day when we played against them. And uh, he said, always, oh, my dad ended up speaking to him and a few fellas because my dad always just went for a little wonder. And Nobby Styles said to me, after I wait till you see this kid that comes out here, little ginger kid, unbelievable. And I said, all right. And, and he said, he can only play half a game at the minute or 70 minutes or something like that. Something to do with asthma. He had yeah, asthma yeah, or something asthma, like yeah. that. And true enough, he never ever finished games. But maybe he could play. He was, he was on another level then. But uh, I had the pleasure of marking uh, Ben Thornley. Um, had a r- lovely, good battle with him one day. Um, the the class of ninety two had to come to Marine to win the league, um, and they were all getting off the bus, all gold bangles, the watches suited up, suited and booted. We're turning up, and I think I've been to work that morning or something. Pair of painted trackies on or something. Yeah. 
first five minutes of our team talk, we'd said, let's smash these early. Let's let's see what they're about, see if they fancy it. And they fancied it. I've smashed him with a tackle. Fair, fair, gone through the ball, got him. And uh, just carried on. Next minute, five minutes later, I'll turn around. He's walloped me. He just stood over me. That's one one that mate. And I just walked away. But they could do everything that team. They could fight you. They could scrap you. They could out football you quite easy. And they were just unbelievable, mate. They yeah. were very frightening. They were very frightening. So, yeah. Um, shortly after that, um, obviously, the progression is up to the resis. Um, so, we go to the to the reserves. Now, there was a kid in the reserves already. Um, one of my good friends now. Uh, Joey Murray yeah. um, and it was clear that he was again the best player by a mile uh, they, had, they had a couple of lads Vinnie Meskel as well um, he was a big strong lad but could play footy could play footy so I think the first time we ever done that it must have been coming into the winter because it was in you know, Beetlestad where yeah, the yeah. tennis centres are yeah Stuart Rolls so straight away you'd have a look around you'd turn a clock who's playing and a mentality you've got to live with them you've got to prove that you can you can mix it with them otherwise you're going back to the youth team um, I think it was me and Jimmy Lee that had gone up um, so straight away looking at it and Joey Murray stood out a mile Wasn't he, didn't he play for England and all that played for England mate kept Andy Cole out of uh, the side and under, oh no tell a lie the story that, that I've heard uh, he was a centre back at Liverpool. Steve McManaman's age. Vinnie Mesco was at Liverpool with him, and um, he went. Well, he went with England. Uh, he was a centre back, but when they went to England, they were. Uh, I mean, we're going that far back. I think it was West Germany they were playing. It wasn't just Germany then. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's a centre back, but they've got no forwards. So whoever the manager was said, "Joe, I'm going to need you to." To play up front, so we said okay. So we scored two in the first game or one, but he scored like two or three ga- goals in two or three games. So Andy Cole is his age, so Andy Cole's fit, and when he's due to come back, the, the manager turned around and said, "Sorry, I'm not. I'm not Axon Joe. He's scored all kinds of goals." So, so we um, kept goal king Cole out the. Uh, but then comes the back shares. and Steve Highway just got rid of him. I don't know how you can go from England under 16s. He's probably been through. Uh, scoring goals at Wembley, and then a couple of months later, Steve Harvey's telling you you're not good enough. So, it's mad how the cookie crumbles, no. mate, isn't it? it? It certainly is. I think he went to Wrexham after that. I think he went to Wrexham. Um, must have gone to Wrexham, and then obviously, I think he's about four or five years older than me, Joe. So, when I've gone up to the Rezies, he was back with, with Ian Rezies. But the way it worked is, if I'm right, when you were in the resis, you were obviously closer to the first team, and I was a, a couple of them. And I know he was in and out with the uh, with the first team. Um, another good mate of mine, Jamie Gormley, was there as well. Yeah, that's where I met both of them. I become very good oh, friends it, with yeah. the pair of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, great lads, the two of them. Um, so that was that. We, uh, we were playing for them. Now it, it's strange for me. I mean, at the time in the first team, Rochi was on the other day yeah. from Fazach. Yeah, John. Yeah. Um, Eddie Murray um, I think his nickname was Fast Fast Eddie Murray I think they called him yeah. So you'd be training with them I remember training on the pitch with them um, 
Now I'm giving it my all, trying to impress, as you do. And looking back on it now, they were probably just coasting through the game. It's just training. They're not pushing themselves. You know, listen to to Rochi the other day. That team spirit they had was unbelievable. There's 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 not a manager about unless you're very very special going to bring someone in to take one of them lads out because they had that good yeah. of a bond. Yeah, and it was a dead a successful period for them as well, wasn't it? Of course it was. Yeah. Um, but as a kid, you want that and you want it now. So when we were with the Resies and playing for the Resies and stuff like that under. Um, with uh, Dave Ramsden was the manager then, and and at the time I thought I'm oh, I'm knocking on the door here. I'm, I'm trying to get it. A few times, I think we were on the bench. I think I remember being on the bench with Finney one day. Um, but you just didn't seem to have any pathway. It was just seemed to be like a closed door for me. Now, listening to Ter- uh, Terry Roach the other day, it's clear to see why. But for me as a kid, you want that, and if you're not getting it. You get impatient, so I don't know what had happened with um, the reserve team manager, but he ended up going to Fleetwood Tesco, um, and straight away he's he, he he said to me, Jamie Joey, listen, I've got the the, the Fleetwood Tesco job, and I want you all to come with me. You should be playing every week. You know, you're all good kids, and I want you involved. So. I, Part of me thinks I should have stuck her out a little bit more and tried to get into Marie. Um, but as a kid, you just you, you, you want it there and then. And if, if you weren't getting it, uh, I remember I remember playing really well in a training game. And again, Eddie Murray's probably taking it dead easy and it's just a stroll in the park. And he said to me this day, yeah, you'll be taking my place you soon. Calm down, you. And that, and that was just a fella giving a kid a compliment, probably. Not, but in my head, I've talked that like, yeah, it's all, I, I, I'm, I'm nearly there. That's how I've done it. It's silly now when I look back at it, but as a you know, as a seventeen, eighteen year old kid, that's that's what you want. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So what about there was what about like Stanton Dale and that, or Nosley United and there's teams around here, isn't it? That you could Stanton Dale. My mum and dad drank in the BA. Um, I think it's Ronnie Grundy, is it? Roy. Or was it Roy Grundy? Roy, Roy was something to do with it when I went there. The team. In the late days, this just before they, they folded. But they, Roy was there and, and Peter McDermott was the manager at the time. But yeah. before that, I think I, I don't know who was in charge before that, but they were, they were established, weren't they, as a yeah. county's team. Yeah, it was a good team, yeah. boss little ground and all that. Again, um, that was always on the table for me because my dad drank in there. I think he did, did see me play and my dad always said it's there for you. Uh, they they want to take you and stuff, um, but it was just a case of w- when we were with um, Marine, and then straight away I got very close to Jamie and Joey, and Jamie and jo- Joey was unbelievable. I'd never see. I mean, I can't speak highly enough for Tony Grant how good he was. You know, Robbie Fowler was the same. Literally, they were playing a different game, but I couldn't work out how Joey was playing at this standard, and not and. and and just being happy with it. He was that good. He was better than everyone. Yeah. Um so so obviously Dave said I'm taking the Fleetwood job, so I want you to come up and, and play there. So so that was just what we did then. Went up and played Fleetwood Esky. Uh, at that time I started playing on a Sunday then for Mick Little. That's when we started yeah. playing for Mick Little then. So was that Brunesque? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a Sunday. Um, that was my first sort of taste of, you know, 
what I call proper men's footy. Yeah, yeah. It's not, you know, so probably business houses then, wouldn't it? It's been it business, been houses, business yeah. houses. I think we played in the national cup a few times as well. Um, Who was there at the time? Was like Barry Mack and that? Were they there around? The, around I think Barry around. Mack's always been there. Um, Tony Mack. Tony Mack would have been there. Um, Williams, can't think of his name. Um, uh, Chris Tegen. Chris Tegen was there. He was very good, Chris Tegen. Yeah. Always has been. Uh, little Lecky Mouse just doesn't stop running. Um, but again, you know, National Cup games going up to Bradford and stuff, and it was just a big piss up, and it was like, wow, yeah, this is brilliant. This, Boston, yeah. Uh, well, sadly, I probably liked the coach on the way home more than the footy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, so, what was he like, uh, Chris Little, and, and, and then Mick Little? What was he like as a gaffer? Um, Mick was great. He was apparently a very, very good football player, good centre back. Mick, everyone yeah. speaks highly of him, and for years he wanted me to come up and play for them. Um, I get that now because you know running sides and doing stuff. Everyone wants a good young kid to come and improve them because yeah, it's invaluable. And it's what they can bring with them as well when you get that youngster in, isn't it? Yeah, go and get a few emates in and everything else. And yeah, but it, it was great. But um, shortly after that, I broke my ankle. Actually, um, I was playing on Littlewoods for Brunesk. It was like a Thursday night, um, and weirdly enough. Do you remember Walton Hospital was yeah, before yeah. Fazakli? Yeah, yeah. It was the night Walton was going from Walton Hospital to Fazakli, Aussie, and I broke my ankle and ended up uh, in hospital in Fazakli, and uh, they were up the wall. They couldn't cope because of the changeover, uh, and I'm in a storage cupboard, it's pretty similar to this with my leg and <laughs> pointing a different way. Um, so that was. What that was it? Tackle. Yeah, I worked with the fella's brother actually, um, Coxie, big strong fella. Um, now I was quite cocky, and at that level, playing against fellas, I, I was cheeky. I was trying to go down, making people and making fools of people. And uh, a few of the, the older fellas told me, "You can't do that. Yeah, You're going to get ironed everyone out." Everyone who's got a little trick does it at some yeah, point, don't you? Yeah. Um, I remember there was uh, two twins playing for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, exactly who you mean. Redhead, twins. Yeah, and I think I'd megged one of them and ran round it. But stupidly, I always used to call it Mick. Because what I found is if if you was to do that to someone, the way I the way I like to play is if someone's coming in to nail me, that's perfect for me because that's what I want. I want you to try and come in because I know you're coming in to try and do me and I'll, I'll try and get past you. Certainly at that age, I was quick, I was sharp. Um, so I've nutmegged and called it, and as I've turned round, the centre-half, and I've, I've spoke to him since, there wasn't, he didn't mean to do what he, he he ended up doing, but he was coming in to teach you a lesson to say, oh, yeah, you can't, you can't carry on like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he ended up, I didn't know I'd done it because the same tackle had cut me left knee open and I'd never had stitches and I thought oh, I'm going to need stitches and then one of the fellas said to me hey, what's wrong with your ankle I said what do you mean he said, your foot's pointing the other way and I don't know whether it was adrenaline but I, I couldn't feel it um, but he picked me foot up and said yeah, I had two lumps sticking up the back he said you broke your ankle um, but no pain at that point until about three or four minutes and then the pain come yeah. um, so the blood started pumping yeah, um, but so yeah, so ended up in hospital. They were on an arm whether to put pins in it or not. Um, I think they would have done now if it weren't the change overnight. 
Um, but I never ever got the movement back in my ankle. I always seem to run with a limp. I think someone touched on it yeah, the yeah. other week. You can see can't you, lads who were uh, yeah. who've had broken legs before. I think Leighton McGiven said about people were saying yeah. to him. And I know a lad Mark Dunn, who played for mm. the job, great player. Yeah. And when he had a bad leg break, he come back and, and always ran different. Funny enough, mm. now he does all kinds of marathons and all that. Yeah. But at the time you could tell he sort of dragged his, his leg dragged a bit. Yeah, you can tell they're not running right. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Not, not the right movement. So how long were you out for? Well, that would, I don't know, probably about six or eight weeks. But then obviously I was trying to get the movement back and I never I used to try and sit on your ankles to try and get it back. So you can get the full range of movement. But um, it, it probably was about two or three months off, something like that. And then started back playing again. Obviously went back up to Fleetwood Esky playing for Fleetwood Esky week in, week out. Um, I don't think, I think I stopped playing for Brunes because they, they promised me if anything happened, they'd look after me and this, that and the other. Now, at the time, I was only on a YTS. So, if you break your leg on a YTS, it just gets ended. There's not, and they say you, they'll, they'll take you back. So, uh, they, they, they sort of promised me that they'd look after me if anything happened and not never come through with that. So I thought, so well, you, you know. but that wasn't me. That was more the owners and the, the people that were running it. Yeah. Um. So I, I, I never, I never, uh, I wasn't keen on going back to Sunday League footy after that. But when other people took over, uh, I went back to Bernesk under Dicko. Remember, do you know Graham Dickman? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um. So he, he asked me to go up and went back over Graham. Yeah. So, what about um, after after Fleetwood Esker? Then where, where did you go then? Well, we with Fleetwood Esker, um, and we don't again. We we won cups, we won leagues. I think that was um, was that the East Lancashire League or the West? It might have been the West Lancashire League or something like that. But we, again, we were good side again. You know, me, Jamie, Joey, Stewie, Wallace, and a few other lads. Um, was Jamie still a slaughter then? Was he got goals? Yeah. Then? Yeah, he was fit. He was fit. He was a great leaping header of a ball, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. He, he, Deceiving. Yeah, but he, he, if you give him a run on a ball, he was going to win it. Um, and him and Jamie up front, dude, Joey was still raw. He'd run through a brick wall. Um, so we done well. We done well. A couple of the lads that were, you know, Philly Staffo, Craney and all them. Yeah, yeah. I remember them coming up and played a few games with us. Come with us youngsters, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were all, you could see they were all going to be good players. They yeah. were all comfortable on the ball. You could see that they were going to be good players. So how did you how did you end up playing for the Argreaves then, Dix? And how did that sort of come about? Was it Did Fitzy start that? Uh, it might have been Lee and Foo. It might have been Fitzy or Lee and Foo or both together. Um, and it was just a case of getting all the mates back together. So for me, with Fleetwood Esket, we went left there, I think... Dave took a job Springfields and Preston so we went there so I always see me, me Saturday footy I took it serious yeah that was your proper footy in yeah, your eyes yeah in yeah. my eyes go and have a pint on a Saturday night get rotten and then just turn up and have a kick about what you made that's I never took Sundays seriously um, if it should be known I'd rather have played with my mates because Saturdays as I say was serious but I, I'd like to play with my mates on a Sunday go out on a Sunday night and we've probably done things more because we had to go Bunch of good mates doing it that way, and it was more enjoyable. Yeah. So, uh, so I I was playing for the Warby at the time. I, I was probably a teenager, but they were called Warshoe at the time. I remember Sean Foxy, the likes of me, Java over there, youngsters. Yeah. Um, but then I remember the the Argreaves 
team because the Agnes Bar is only just yeah. really opened, hasn't it? And and mm-hmm. you just popped up as as a team mm-hmm. and a couple of lads who I known as a youngster, Liam Wallace, who lived yeah. by me, yeah. younger than me in school. They'd sort of gone there, um, and I remember th- I, I can't remember who was in charge at first because. When I when I went there, it was Bob Shaw, but before that, it wasn't, was it? No, um, I asked Bob Shaw to come because I've missed he, out. He, he had Little Woods, didn't he, Bob? Didn't he have something to do with I, Little Woods? I played with him. He had the cuckoo. The cuckoo, yeah. And he played for the cuckoo. I remember going uh, to Ireland on a little weekend tour. Is that like Frankie Lee and all that? Yeah, yeah. Frankie yeah, Lee and good, all good of them. players, yeah. Yeah, very good. Um, so because I'd been with the cuckoo, I can't, he was the manager. I think Liam was running it at the start. He must have been the manager, Liam. Yeah. Um, he was like chairman, secretary, secretary type yeah, thing. Yeah. Give Fitzy a penny, he'll do anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when we had no manager, because John ended up stepping in for a bit, um, because we had no one, John asked Evans that John Wright come in. Um, I think we played the home one bargain. Yeah, in that a, was when I was, the, I was there then. That was the semi... We got beaten in the semi-final the semi- of the Junior Cup. On what, Avenue? Yeah, but the, that was the, a good game. The, the Omenbargen semi-final that I remember we lost in the Junior Cup was on the Chaffers. We got beat 2-1, 2-0 mm. or 2-1 in the semis. I thought I thought we were nailed on for it then. I thought yeah. we, I thought the team that he'd got together then, Bob, was a little bit too too good for Junior Cup level. Mightn't have done mm. anything in Premier Cup, but... Uh, at, all my bargain was coming up through the ranks and they were a really good young team. Yeah. And um, and I remember they'd done us on the Chaffers. 2-0 or 2-1 in the semi and they won it that year. I think they won it two years on the trot, the bargain, or they won intermediate, junior, and then went up into the Premier. Yeah. Uh, as I say, your memory's better than mine. I just remember, uh, uh, so I was playing for War Warshoe and they were going up and down the leagues and it wasn't getting taken serious and I was seeing my arse with it. And I seen... I think it was Barry McMillan. Barry Mac, yeah. And he and he's gone. He said, "Come on, come on, play for us." And I didn't. And I knew a few people. I didn't know Bob Shaw. Never met him in my mm. life. And I went in. I done well. And but I remember that the lads who who'd, who hadn't previously played for our Greaves had gone there. So there was like Gary Shaw, yeah. boss player. Yeah, good lad. Gary then. Shaw, Dean Hawks, he was there. Yeah, Barry Mach, uh, Chris Little, yourself. Uh, Jamie Gormley was there because I, I, ended, I ended up playing up front with him for a bit Joe was there for a bit but didn't stay no. I don't know whether Bob Shaw played him much remember a lad called John Hastings on John the wing. Hastings on the left yeah he was a good player did you play when I got dropped for the final yeah um, a advanced clutch that wasn't it a formby yeah that yeah. broke me out <laughs> I know yeah um, you're, you're the first person I've seen who, who Walked out the changes and wouldn't get changed. No, I know. We'll, we'll touch on that in a minute. It's not a highlight of mine. No, what I've seen people do it means it happens, doesn't it? I thought it was right. It's water under the bridge now, do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course, yeah. 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 I still speak to Robert, Robert Sand. Do you remember we were due to play that cup final and it got called yeah, off? I do. And we played a game instead. We drew yeah. four all. Yeah. I scored uh, an attack, right? I scored an attack in that game. We drew four all. And. Steve Wright was watching, obviously, he's mm. your cousin, uh, right, who, who went on to play for Liverpool. And um, Carl Kidman scored a boss half volley, yeah. a rasper in the game. Um, but he seen his ass, Carl, because when I saw Bob moved them from up front onto Not one of the, the wings right, and played um, me and Jamie up front. Mm. Jamie was 
an all arse and I yeah. was like a youngster yeah. back then when I could run. Proper wide up merchant Jamie. And uh, I scored an attack and it was meant to be the final. I was thinking, oh, I've got an attack in the final there. So when the actual final come about, I'm thinking, I'll rip these apart again. That's a score an attack. It was piss. And we only won like 1-0 or something. It was dead close. The game yeah. was dead close. Um, but I remember being in the changes. It was a Formby's old ground in the big wooden stand. Yeah. And I remember being in the changes before the game. And he's he's gone through the team. And did he put Dom McIntyre back in after he was injured? I think Dom had had a broken jaw. I think that someone it, hit him yeah. in the um, yeah. in the black horse. Uh, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but he hadn't played for a while. A good while, wasn't it? But what sticks in my head, and not going to convince me any different, a couple of weeks prior to all of that, I think it was a derby game, and I'd been out the night before, and I don't think I'd come home, to be fair. So I've turned up for footy, I don't think I'd been to bed. And like Steve Brennan was up there and a few other lads, and they were all sober. And I said to Bob, I can't play like this, mate. I was never no good to no one. If I had ale, I couldn't play the next day. There's some lads that can, I can't. I said to him, Bob, I can't play today. And he went, you're going to have to. You know, we're still in with a shot of winning the league or whatever he'd said. Um, I said, Bob, I can't see. I said, you can't be playing me. (laughs) And he went, no, just just start and see how it goes. I said, okay. So the game goes on. I'm seeing three balls every time. He's trying to go for the middle one and whatnot. But to this day, I was saying to him, Bob, take me off. I'm no good to know one of you. You've got Steve Brennan there on the sidelines. You've got whoever else was on the sidelines. Just just put them on. And I think to this day, not not change my mind, the reason he's done that in the farm was for payback for that. I think so. I don't know. But again, um, as I say, it's worth under the bridge. I, I always found him a, a really good manager, Bob, just because... It was a bit more professional than, than what I was used to, and he, he was a good motivator. He'd yeah. tell you you were great, but he had a, a bit of a, a a bit of a streak where if he could see that he could replace you, he thought someone was better, he'd do it. Mm. So I can remember you'd left then. So the end of that season was the fir- one of the first times I'd done my knee. Yeah. So I'd done my knee in bad, like pretty bad. So I was out for a couple of months, um, and the start of next season. There was a lad from Kirkdale, who people listening here will know, John Wunderley, Phil Wunderley's brother, little mm-hmm. tricky striker, and he gave us an hard time in a couple of games, and Bob said, I'm going to get him, I'm going to get him in. And I remember being injured thinking, I scored 40 odd goals for you there, no mm. problem, I was on fire, scored, yeah, that was probably yeah. the best I'd ever played at that time, before all the injuries. And uh, I remember him putting him in, and I was coming back from injury, I was thinking, oh, buy me time and I'll get back in. And, but... Mm. He'd sort of, like he'd Bob had like been ruthless and gone mix out for a bit. I'm replacing him, and he sort of stuck by his man then. Right, okay. And I remember thinking, oh hell, mm. just got us promoted there with all kinds of goals, won the cup final, blah blah blah. And but, but I but I didn't really, I didn't hold it against him or nothing like that. But I remember thinking, oh, I did for many years. <laughs> I remember thinking, many years. he's ruthless. <laughs> but you've got, I suppose you've got to be mate, as as you know, yeah. as you as you get older and you try and run clubs yourself, you realise, don't you, that. Uh, there's loyalty and then there's, there's blind loyalty, I suppose, isn't there? In, in my head, I was good enough to play in that team. Yeah, all day uh, long, mate, all day long. And when you're sitting there and you're all geared up for it and then you're looking around the changing rooms and thinking, right, yeah, he's playing, he's playing, he's playing, I'll play there, he's there. And then when he's done it, I just, I just went, no, I can't take that. I, I can't have that. 
And I had two options. One to make a big fuss and a big song and dance, or the other one was to just go right. Pick me back up and walk out. Say, good luck, let's go and win it. And that's that's what I've done. Yeah. Um, and I, it was um, centre mid in that team would have been... So, when I come in, did he... Because you were in, like, the 10, did he drop you back into centre mid or right mid? Because it was... Yeah, I played. Mick Shields. Mick Shields, please. Chopper, Steve Brennan. The, and, the lad on the left that you said earlier, John Hastings. John Hastings. Uh, Jamie Gormley sometimes played on the left as well, I think. Yeah. Um, yourself, Jamie Gormley. Probably Carl, Carl Kidman, Kidman on the yeah. right, yeah. probably. Um, Barry Mach would Barry Mach have been Barry playing Mach then? was centre half with D. That's, that's what our strength we were solid at the back. Yeah. Gary Shaw Good was player, left Barry back. Barry Mach doesn't get enough credit. Barry yeah, for great me. player. Lunatic. He's crackers. Yeah. yeah, he's crackers, but he yeah. could play footy, yeah. couldn't he? Oh, Him and Dean were great because Dean was a youngster then. Dean Hawks, he was obviously mainly associated with Brinesk, but he had yeah. like two. I don't, know, I don't know how they got him out of Brinesk. But um, he, he came out of Brinesk for about two years, didn't he, for Argreaves. And then after that, Argreaves, and in a matter of weeks, it was Orries, wasn't it? How did that sort of come about? Well, Argreaves shut uh, for refurbishment, or something like that. Um, so straight away, I think it might was it the elite. It was the elite before Orries. So Paul almost have had it because we come in this day to to Orries after a, after a footy match, and Paul Orbert's business head on seeing. 20, 30 lads. Big swiggers as well. They could drink that yeah. team because yeah. I, I very rarely drank and I yeah. remember thinking, no. wow, these can be, I was used to like raise Scott Eck and that at the Warby but then these were all, every one of them was yeah. like 10 pints after the game. Easily, easily. I mean, did, did you ever remember the bottle bong? No, no. We had a, like a plastic thing but it had like a straw in it. So it was like a hollow plastic tube with a straw down it and you just stick the straw in and then the thing... And you used to uh, draw people's names out of the hat, and whoever's name come out the hat, you had to like nail it in one. Oh, that'd be dead. Bottles, but but Paul seen like thirty lads, and you've got all the groves and all that. Carl Grove can sink. yeah, yeah. He's a monster on the ale, Carl. Um, so we're all sitting there, and he's come over two crates of Budweiser, and he just plonks them on the table. He went, "Who are you boys?" And we said, "Oh, Hagrips." He went, "What did they give you?" We went, um, "Nothing really." Um, I think they might have bought us a kit and he went okay you run from here now I said, what? he said you run from here now I'll give you a kit at the end of the year I'll pay all your league fees but you come here after the footy throw you a bit of food on and whatnot, and the rest is history Slags, some you? of the best days of <laughs> our lives shut the the poor Argreave just shot for a furbishment yeah. and there's you selling, selling yeah. your soul. But you know what, people, do, you may you may have known, but a lot of the lads playing in that team would not have known Paul Law's like two-time no, National Cup winner. not a chance. Run Nosley United. So no. he, Paul knew exactly what he was doing. Ah, yeah. And and he, yeah. he probably come across like, you know, mm. the genuine the genuine pub fella who's yeah. like, wants to give you nail, which he is. Mm. But what I'm saying is he's probably thought, get a footy team in here. These, these could probably do well given the rights, you know, yeah, and that's how you that's how you pub survives, isn't it, in a way? Yeah. But yeah. he is a football person, and Paul. The, the thing about it is whether you whether you ran from there for the for the rest of your time or whatever, you've bevied there for the rest of your lives, haven't you? Oh, I'd, I'd I'd love to count up the money I'd spent in there over the years. <laughs> Jesus. So them them two crates of bud that Paul <sighs> give you how much you th- how much do you think he's had off oh, your since? Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he gives you he does give you a few free uh, ales away though, Paul, don't he? Nice top, boss. Top notch fella. Top notch fella. If you go on the match, if you ever go on the match with there, he comes out with a crate and all that for you, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks after it. and that's why people drink in there, because he's a genuine fella. 
you know, he's done loads of charity things and he helps, he constantly helps the pensioners with the money in the jar and everything. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and as I say, he'd seen players play because I'd played against Norsley United and, or, or on that ground for somebody and I remember him saying to me, I seen you. Now, my memory's crap, but he'd seen me play on there for whatever side it was. Knew the score, knew how we got on. I was like, wow. So straight away, he's got you. You're there. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, his kids, Joe and um, James, they've become friends now over the years and whatnot. Um, so yeah, then, yeah, that was it. For, for a good 20 years, he'd be there, sort of Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. That, that, that was that. So my, my season and a half with the Argreaves, I didn't play when it was under Orries. I, yeah. I, think, I think I might have just moved there. I, I went... Um, to the job then with me right. missing the job because I still wasn't happy with sort of what was going on at the at the war because it wasn't wasn't ran how how I how I wanted yeah. it to be I didn't want to be just didn't want to be just a gang of lads who, who turned up blitzed every week and got wellied or would win mm. the first division get promoted to the prem get leaded in the prem relegated and just keep oh, doing that damn. and keep doing that mm. so I went to job and and had had a few years with them but you you um, Won a couple of cups and that, didn't you? With, yeah. with, with the Orries and the Crosby, so was that Prem and the first, you up and down between the Prem and the first and the Crosby, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Um, were you there when Were you there when uh, Butch and Danny Edge and and I think the twins come up a few days? No, times? no, but obviously they were they were the lads I grew up yeah. um, with and against all, all my life. So like Mozzie, uh, Mark Forsyth, all them. Yeah, well. They were all the Amolishers meets in school, you see, that's where that, that That's probably where the links come, link. but as you've touched on before, if you have a decent side that are winning things, you've gotta try and bring people in to help that. So I don't know whether I'd done me near at that point and may not have been playing. Um so we brought them in, the likes of Butch, never seen Butch play, never seen I think I'd seen Danny Edgerton play. Um, good fullback, Danny. Some left foot on him, Danny. Yeah, he was a good player. Some of the best own goals I've ever seen, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was the idea to bring them in and and progress it. Um, so that improved the side. I think that year, I think we uh, tell a lie. I might have been playing for Aintree Villa then because at the time it was like Lisa Danke. Um, yeah, but that was Saturdays, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, North Mersey Lions at the side on a Sunday. And yeah, I think yeah. we got to... I think we knocked them out of a semi-final. Yeah, because you won the cup, didn't you? Didn't remember? We beat the, the Sopbox. Was it Jacko who played yeah. for you for a bit? Didn't he score yeah. the winner? Yeah, yeah. He um, he also... I think he played the semi and the final for us. Um, I'm pretty sure North Mersey Lions was the semi-final because um, Mark Forsyth caused absolute bedlam. Yeah, that's just standard. Yeah. Some of the tackles he was throwing in that day were just excited. Um, but as I say, it's like sort of, um, all in North Mersey Lions. Most of them played with me on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. a Saturday, um, Tobin, um, Lisa Danke, yeah, Carl might have been yeah, playing. Yeah. Um, but as I say, <laughs> it, it got that bad with Mark Stackles that day. They were telling me not to sub him, and I'm thinking I've got to sub him here. I've got to get him off the pitch, and they were going, "Don't you dare take him yeah, off!" Give us our chance to nail him. Um, <laughs> but in all honesty, what he done that day put them completely off the game. They 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 just wanted to go for him, and rightly so. I can see why they're doing it. 
But that's how we probably edged the game and ended up winning it. And then we ended up playing the Saltbox in the final. And they're all mates anyway, you know. Yeah, yeah. All the same lads are in the same thing. But uh, like the Steve Burns, the Vinos. Um, but they all come back to the Orries. They all come back and just, I think Mark was in the middle of the friggin' Orries getting them a weekend uh, after the game. <laughs> just... Uh, they were crazy, some of the things they used to do there. But I think most of the job lads were in there as well. Yeah, because they, they ran from there that. as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. 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 Under Alan yeah. Edge, the legend, yeah. Alan Edge. Yeah, it's good for Alan. Yeah, another corker. So, tell us a bit about, so when, when I played for the Argreaves, the first thing I can remember, and I've, I've said this story before, um, me and Tony Finn had been subbed off in pre-season, we were sitting on the line, and... Uh, Tony goes, yeah, where's John Knight? John pulls up in this <laughs> X5. I know what's coming. Opens the boot, starts carrying all these boxes of boots over, and Tony goes, oh, where's where he brings the boots? Yeah. So I was either playing, and, and I could hear this conversation, so I've said, take me off. <laughs> yeah, and then he brings all well. the boots over, puts them down, the game's still going on. And he goes, right, there's, there's Patrick Burgess, there's Didier Manns, there's Gary McAllister's, there's Michael Owens, there's this, there's that. And I just went, right. MTM Paul Premier there, they're coming with me, Didier Mans, then I grabbed Burgers, total nineties, and then Wise opened me, me, me Paul Wiseman. Yeah, yeah. He was there I'm just he was there with his first game. He ended up with uh, Gary McAllister's Asics, the I never knew that. testimonial Asics, uh Tolt Finn had Michael everyone was trying to squeeze into Michael Owens, but they were too small. Yeah, yeah. Um Heskey's Nike, Fowler's Nike, and I was like, Wow, what is this? He put he must have pulled out. 15, 20 yeah. pairs of footy boots. Yeah. I've got head lads here, yeah, everyone's running over. Yeah, boss. I was like, well, wow. I've got tons of memorabilia and ours. You, you've just mentioned Michael Owen there. I've got a pair of his uh, trainees that he wore in the gym and he, he, he writes on the back of them MO10. So yeah. it's MO10. Um, he just, just bring stuff up. But that's how you're talking about. I remember it well. It was uh, Crosby by the Little Bridge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brookvale, is it? Brookvale, yeah. And uh, I think the day before I'd been to see him for something and I'd cough for the best ones I thought, which were, uh, I've never ever seen them. They were Robbie Fowler's. They were all black. They had a little white tick on the heel and like a blue toe. Just like yeah, yeah, very them, thin. Yeah, yeah. They were a type of Some mercurial. sort of mercurial. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they just had that blue paint and leather toe, all black, and then just a night tick on the heel. Best boots I've ever had. Well, yeah. not the best boots, but they were absolute belts. Yeah, they like. fit different, don't they? And I just remember them Paddy Berg at Alton 90. It was like, wow, yeah. I can't miss. Yeah. I can't miss in these boots. It was yeah. mad. Brilliant. But uh, he kitted us out, didn't he, John? And the pool kits rigged we, us yeah. out. Bosh, yeah. Bosh yeah. me. He always looked after. Touching on, on our John, what he used to do when we... I don't know if it was the Hargreaves or the Orries. I asked you the other week about this. Well, what he used to do is he'd follow me on a... Thursday or a Friday and go digs all the coaches won a game um, at, um, in Kirby there where the new, yeah, academy. new academy is so we'd say get all the lads together and come up so I'd get I'd just phone and all the lads um, come on we're playing up at all the coaches and some of the people that have played in them games like Mike Marsh Sammy Lee Steve Highway um, yeah. uh, John um, uh, the, who was the chairman I was asking about the other day? Rick Parry. Rick, Rick Parry. Parry was in goal one day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. You're looking at this. <laughs> but then they had, they made... David Moore's centre-half. They, they always made up with young coaches. So the young coaches were was, was generally kids that just weren't good enough for the, you know, 
But yeah, they were Carl good Robinson and that. Carl Robinson, he was there, wasn't he? Coaching. Yeah. So, you, you know, you'd have three or four of them, a couple more, but you couldn't get the ball off them. It was just literally pass, pass, pass. That's I ended up in the um, in the Frodgham Centre. That's where I snapped my cruciate knee ligaments in there. Yeah. Chasing their shadows, basically, and getting a bit of a cob on. And I, I'll never forget it. My studs just stuck in the, in the astral turf and my knee went the other way. And I'm looking around thinking someone's just shot me in the yeah. knee there. Yeah, Who's near me? Knees, it's oh, horrible, isn't it? It's not yeah. worse. When you know that knee's gone, it's not, there's no worse feeling, is there? Oh, mate, yeah. And, uh, yeah. But they were great because you'd turn up, all your bills would be hanging up on a peg, all the kit would be laid out, towels. You just turn up wee boots. Yeah. And what so you had tell on. us about Stephen and Stephen Knight and, and when it would come apparent that he was a, a, a bit of a player. Um, well, in my nans, we always used to go to my nans as kids. Um, I've got a year younger cousin who's now in Australia. Um, so me, our Gary and our Stephen would just be running around kicking a ball constantly. Um, but we used to have a little thing with our Stephen. He'd just love header on the ball. You, and we, me and, my old, me and our Gary used to throw the ball up as high as we can and see if, and he just always headed the ball. But he always caught it lovely. And it, 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 it just wouldn't be hitting him. He'd be actually yeah, meeting yeah. it. Um, but he just loved football, same as everyone. Um, it wasn't until he was about 14 that I actually thought, hang on a minute. I knew he was at Liverpool, you see. Um, but I think the England calls for the schoolboys and stuff started coming at like around... I may be wrong there because my memory is terrible. But um, what we used to do when we played Fleetwood Esky... We'd we'd go up and watch them games. Now we used to say to me, "There's a kid here, Dick Richard. You see him; he's unbelievable." But he never seemed to play because he was always injured. And it was Stephen Gerrard, and for whatever reason, he must have been growing, or I think he had a lot of growing pains. Yeah, yeah that was good slashes, didn't he? But I, Stephen, constantly used to say, "Which is him play?" I think I only seen him about twice, but you could see then he was going to be special. But him and Stephen seemed to be the ones that were getting pushed. Now. Steve Iwe seemed to be in our Stephen's house quite a lot growing up. And I think that is a big, big indication that you, your face fits here. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, when he started playing it, and we used to, we used, as I say, we used to go up, we used to, before we go to Fleet with Esca, go and pick the lads up, go and watch their games in the morning. And then we'd jump in my van and go to wherever in Lancashire we were going or whatever. Um, but yeah, about 14, I thought, uh, there's talks of England here and stuff. And, He's actually got a chance. So I used to pick him up, um, pick him up about 14, 15, just to try and give him a bit of something to do because the one thing that he had, he was dedicated, Mick. He wouldn't be hanging around on three corners and everything he'd done was to become a football player. Yeah, and, sacrificed everything to do it. And that's, that's, that for me is the biggest thing that goes unnoticed. Pros are that way inclined. They are going to go the extra yards. You know, he'll probably tell you himself, he was never someone that's going to beat someone, but he had an aggression and, and he could tackle and he was making the most of what he had. Um, so, yeah, so used to start to uh, go up and watch him a little bit in the mornings and then the England call started coming and it was like, oh, hang on a minute, he's actually, if he's in England, he's got half a chance here. Um, so yeah, just try and help him on a Friday night. Go up and take him for a game of pool. Um, I used to go up to McGulls, no Sefton tip. Just, just get him out the house really, because he never had nothing like that because he was so dedicated. I think he sort of 
just pulled away from his mates to get the goal that he wanted, which... Yep. So, round about him making his debut and that, can you remember what, what was it like for the, for the family? And oh, we were, we were buzzing. Um, everyone was made up for him. You know, anyone that that's a football family as we are, all my mum's brothers and everybody. Um, I mean, my nan signed cards, EFC. True story, my nan used to turn up to people say, don't get him near our house on Derby Day. I Stephen couldn't go near my hands house because <laughs> she's that staunch and Evertonian. But yeah, uh, I remember the goal he scored, Bruce Dortmund off, yeah. his, uh, off his shoulder in the yeah. cop end. Champions League. But his mum and dad uh, used to look after the kids on Anfield Road. So the likes of uh, Richie Partridge would have come through. Um, Mella, Neil Mella. Yeah. Um, probably more, but they're the two I know that sort of made it and, and got close to it. So... Straight after that game, we went back to the house, had a few drinks in the house and whatnot, and it was like, yeah, he's, uh, he's doing well. Because he was um, obviously close mates with Chris Kirkland, he would often pop up and watch us, wouldn't he? Kirk, Kirk, come and watch us. Yeah, Kirk, he's a great lad, I still keep in touch with Kirk, you know. Um, it was his birthday the other day, actually, he was 40. Um, I've been up to Kirk's wedding, luckily enough, uh, but genuinely he is one of the nicest fellas you'll ever meet. Yeah. Um, Hasn't got a bad bone in his body. He's one of them like, when you when you see him physically for the first time, you go, "Wow, how yeah. big G. Six six. He's like stood next to the pillar in the Aries, and he was just, he was like standing behind the pillar. Yeah, mad. yeah. I mean, we've we've had some great days with him falling out of all kinds of places at godly hours, and um, he claims a fame which he'll kill me for. As I've actually got him in, uh, in ours with never and top on. <laughs> But it wasn't his fault. We actually, I had to bribe him, or and he was that drunk. But yeah, great lad, absolutely great lad. Do you want to? Got a little story about Stephen going to Sunderland, haven't you? Yeah. Um, so I done my hernia many years back, um, and our Stephen had just signed for Sunderland. So he's in a in a penthouse on his own. Phil Babs over the road from him in, in the next. Uh, apartment blocks so there in and out of each other's apartments so he said to me come up and um, just spend a few days because I'm on my own and I'm bored go to train and come home so come up so I've gone up on the Sunday night and uh, on the Monday night Peter Reid's been sacked so that's a bit of a mad one so we're all phoning I'm phoning home I'm phoning all the lads trying to get a bet on because Stephen was in second or he just signed he told the club captain which was McAteer first and then he told Stephen second. So I'm phoning all the lads, get a bet on, quick, get a bet on. Everyone's scrambling around. I think a couple might have got a bet on. So anyway. It's match fiction, that's it. I know. not allowed to do that no more. I didn't get a bet on, you can't come for me. <laughs> not allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> no, I never got done with that one. Um, so he says to me, you're going to have to come on uh, Peter Reid's leave and do tomorrow. I said, kidding, aren't you? He went, no, you're not going to stay here. I'll be all up in the air. Said, all right then. So we've gone to... Um, Romano's restaurant in Sunderland. Now, at the time, John Oster played for Everton. Gavin McCann was there. He played for Everton. Uh, Adrian Heath was Peter Reid's right-hand man. And it's me, just a locksmith, just sitting there with all these players. But then all the stories start coming out then. And I'm sitting on a table, listening to Peter Reid, Adrian Heath, talking about the days gone by with Howard Kendall. Yes, a dream come true <sighs> for you. It's one of the best nights of my life. Outside of like not my family and kids and whatnot, but it was brilliant, mate. Just like one story they told, I'll, t- I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, Adrian is talking, they had a game in London, he said, and this was long before you had one o'clock games, you very rarely played early them days. 
So he says, um, our Kendall's turned around and said, if you win the game, you're out all night. You can stay over. And that was the incentive. So they're in the uh, they're in the hotel, straight back out on the aisle, and they're all getting leathered. But they said, because it was an early start, by half nine, they're all rotten. They're all wanting to come home, a few of them. So this is the story that Aidan was saying. He said, our Kendall sat on the bar, and he had everyone's room key on the bar. But there was a curfew if you got back before 11 o'clock. You'd have to pay a big club fine, and you you know you you were belittled by all your team and whatnot. And that was, <laughs> so he said we're waiting in the foyer trying to shout the woman across the thing, and we didn't know she had the keys. And uh, our Kendall's clocked them like I said. What are you doing, boys? I'm going back. He said, "Oh well, there was a bit of trouble in town. We didn't want to get caught up and get the papers." So we thought we'd come back. He said, "Okay, then sit here and have a drink." He said he, he they had to sit there and drink and then shoes it was one minute past eleven he just slid the keys down the bar to them. But that that that's brilliant. That's yeah. that's team spirit and but it's great because I watched all of that. They were the games that I grew yeah, up watching. Some team, yeah, some team brilliant. brilliant. So, so how, how long did you stay in the, in Sunderland with them then? Just a few days? Yeah. Um I think the plan was to go for the week. I, I probably went on the Sunday night and then he probably come home on the Saturday. Uh, seeing his mum and dad and whatnot, and then dropped me off on the Sunday side thing. Yeah. So, but that's another story, a good story. Um, when I had that hernia, I didn't know I had it because it, it's hard to, to test. I think they call it an inguinal hernia or something. So, I've asked our Stephen to get me in and see the physio. So said, okay, come in and see Dave Galley, see how you go. So, I've walked into a room in Liverpool's physio's room, Stephen Gerrard sitting on one bench. Michael Owen's getting a massage on another bench. Emma Lesky's on one bench, and Alan Navarro's sitting there. And I know Alan, I know Stevie G through our Stephen, and I've never met the other two. Michael Owen starts leathering me, just absolutely goes to town on me, and I'm standing there thinking, "Wow, this isn't normal." This next thing, Dave Galley's checking me for a friggin' hernia, and I'm standing in a room full of friggin' superstars. Like yeah. bizarre. bizarre. What was he saying to you, Michael Owen? He was skipping me, calling me Michael, uh, David Batty. He was shouting everywhere we've signed David Batty. <laughs> shouting all over the chains. That's what actually what he was cool, shouting. Okay. So my only reply was to call him a little Welsh guest or something like yeah, that. But with a bit more colourful language. Possibly, yeah. But uh, it's, I mean, they're just not what people aren't they? People see them as heroes, but they're just the same as everyone yeah, else. Yeah, definitely. So tell us about uh, Inti Villa then and your involvement in sort of... After like uh, Sadanki's and all that left, when did uh, Dempsey start start like being? Dempsey's always played for Inter Villa. Yeah, right from I think Steve was playing for Inter Villa when he was fifteen. I think he played there with his dad, and he's always played for Inter Villa. Um, that's his club. Because he was yeah. our goalie, wasn't he? He was, yeah. our, he was just goalie, but he, he likes playing out as well. Good centre forward, Slotter, yeah. Good centre forward, Steve. But he, he's literally Inter Villa his club. Um, nothing else matters to Steve. Great fella, absolute great fella. Heart and soul into it, does things that nobody sees, all the dirty work that's done in the club behind the scenes, Steve's doing it. Um, he's sort of having to talk, he's took it over. Have you heard of Alf Shepard? Uh, yeah. Alf yeah. Shepard is just ain't yeah, he's, the, he's the main yeah. man. He's the main man. Um, so basically what happened is I was running sort of a kids team with Jay McVeigh. Now, we got them to sort of 18, and the natural progression was, well, where do you go from there? So I approached Dempsey and said, do you, do you think we could bring these lads on? 
as as Inter Villa. Now that was that was the goal at the start, but I didn't want to be involved with the management at that side. Um, a lot of some of the kids didn't want to come to adult footy, so it was then apparent that you've got to sort of mix and match. Um, Jamie knows Lee Dicko. So between Jamie and Lee Dicko, they got a side together. What, what was that team called? Dicks first. Jay McVeigh. Jay McVeigh. We, 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 yeah, yeah so, the, the so kids were called Jay yeah, McVeigh. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like Matty Sol and that, did they play for you for a bit, Matty, as youngsters? No, they're a lot older. Our kids are 21 now. Um, Jamie McVeigh probably had, obviously, when uh, what happened with young, young James. James yeah, yeah. Um, so Connor, Connor, Connor Mac was our age, yeah. So Connor Mac was our age, um, but he probably had the two Jay McVeighs. Matty Sol probably played for the older ones, with yeah, yeah. probably Twiggy and um, a lot of them. But as I say, ours was Connor McVeigh, uh, Jay Mundy, uh, Josh Cav. Had, had yeah, Josh. yeah. Um, so that was the progression, but a lot of them didn't fancy it. So between Dicko and Jay McVeigh, they got a side together between some of the lads that they know and and, and started turning it round. They, they, they quickly got a very good side together. Um, I think Lee Marsh may have been playing at the start. Um, and then not long after that, Jamie's um, took a step back and Lee Marsh has gone into help with Lee Dicko then. Um, obviously, going and watching the kids, and uh, and I'm, I'm I'm probably there every week. Then, so both Lee sort of asked me to jump on board with them and give them a touch. So we done that. Um, obviously, they won the first division, uh, won the cup in the first in in, in the West Cheshire. Sorry, um, then they went up into the second division, which they ended up winning on sort of points per game or because of the COVID last year. Yeah. Um, they also got to the to the final, which was played this year, which we lost, um, and then gone up to the first division this year now. So, so, so a decent progression then. Do you think, do you think possibly too quick of a p- I progression? Said that, yeah. Um, it's it struggled like mad this year. Um, did it, it, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what's what. There's more than one, one reasons. Um, but yeah, you, you're probably right. It may have come a bit too quick. Um, you know, it it is hard to say exactly what it is. Um, but yeah, um, we're struggling. Possibly could go down this year. Um, Lee's not with us anymore. Um, he's gone down a different route type thing. Yeah, um, does the ball Sunday and that as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he were very good. They're a very yeah. good side. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't quite know what's where we're going to go from there now. So was it a case of, um, if you do drop down, drop down a league, a, a, a regroup and, and sort of go again? Because what, what you've got to remember is it's a bit of a rapid rise, isn't it? So yeah, there's no reason why you can't regroup, yeah. get it together and be competitive again. It's, it's a case of getting through to this season. Um, we've had a hell of a lot of injuries this season, um, like long, Lo- Loads of people injuries. have, haven't It's mad, isn't it, the way it's gone? The, the grounds are rock hard. Um, as I say, I went up to watch a game the other night and it, they sound like horses running past you because the ground's that hard. You can actually hear the studs clunking. Yeah. It can't, it, as I say, um, we've got five or six bad injuries that are long term. Um, so it's been hard, but I don't know where we'll go. We'll have to just get to the end of the season and then all sit down together and see where we go from there. So is there any possibility on... With you being on the race course, it is it's always intrigued me. 
uh, that pitch, or was it? Is it owned by the racecourse? Yeah, we paid rent. We paid rent to the jockey club. We've we've had a few meetings to try and get more. To, you always want more. It, it's very hard. It's very it's very hard to pinpoint anyone down and get them to suit. Ideally, everything is there. We've got two great groundsmen now that have uh, voluntarily doing the work on their own oh, time. Well done to um, them. They they seen our pitch on a on a social uh, platform and thought, right, that's that's no good. That we need to get that. I suppose. I suppose if that if that pitch is part of the race course and you I don't know you get these aerial shots of the race course, mm. you want to see a lovely footy pitch in the middle of it, don't you? If if there's a pitch there, you want it to be. Yeah, I mean. Just before COVID, these lads had the pitch. It was starting to look absolutely first class, and then the footy stopped again. So obviously they've not done much, but they will get it back there. They they will get it back. Um, I'd love to be able to turn around and say we're going to get a stand on there. We're going to build our own changing rooms. Now it's stuff that's been spoken about. Um, you know, Steve Steve's got his own business, um, and if things was available and they were to let us do stuff, I'm sure we could do more. But it's just a little bit hands tied behind your back at the minute because we're governed by them. Yep. Hopefully, you know, hopefully the plan going forward, I'd love to have a, a Northwest County side running as AT Villa on there. Um, I don't see that happening in the near future. But it's got to be the goal. We've got to push towards that. Yeah, um, you've got to aim big, mate. Dream big. You've got to, but as you, as you touched on before, we've probably got there too quick. The committee's not big enough. The committee is basically the football managers and Dempsey, um, and 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 Barry who helps out marking the pitch and everything else who's now running the resis for us as well with with Mike. So it's I'd love to be able to say we're going to do it, but uh, my heart says it won't happen for a long time. Yeah, and, so. and that's what in in that top division of the West Cheshire, that's what you're up against, isn't it? You got Shotland Pool, big aspirations. You were you were. They want to go counties. You've got Muggle, You've the setup that they've got. I think Asheville are going into the counties as well yeah. from our league. Um, it, it it's it's stuff like if we there's plenty of room down that side. If we got our own changing rooms, got a bit of facilities. You know, you, you can sell cups of tea. You can sell bacon butties. That's that's you 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 generate money there, but we can't do anything at the minute because we're governed by everything there. Now, there's talks that possibly we may be able to go elsewhere and do it. But I would love it to be on Ainty Villa's pitch. I don't think it would be the same to go away. It may be that we have to do that to to get that. But um, first and foremost, we've got to get right on the pitch before anything happens, though. Yeah. So, um, is still working hard in the background and, and yeah, he's... Put, put, on, put on all the... Uh... Putting all the teams out, so the, the second team as well. That's at like Javo's lads sort of play for, yeah. them, don't they? Uh, the Sam, couple of Javis, um, all three of them are there now. I think uh, Sam and James. I think, think the youngest coming yeah, through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great lads, great lads, and we've got a very young side. There's probably three or four sixteen-year-olds there playing, and that's adult footy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you've got like Joel Jackson, who's twenty-one. Um, James Mundy, twenty-one. Um, they're probably classed as the allies, isn't the twenty-one? 
yeah. maybe a couple of lads are a little bit older. I think your mate Wiseau's been playing for them as well. Wiseau had a few games with yeah. yeah, I think one of the other mates, uh, Liam Metcalf, went down. Well, it might have been the year before or something. No, I think he's like, still there. I think he's still good there. Lad, good, yeah. good player. Yeah. He looks about 20, but he's about 35, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. But he looks, he looks uh, a youngster. Well, all mm. the best for the future with it, mate. I hope, uh, yeah. Yeah, I hope yeah. you, you regroup after the season of, of a bit of a mad season that it's been and um, and crack on about... about uh, yeah, you never know, mate, do you, whether whether teams below want to go up or however many go down and what's happening with leagues and stuff at the minute. So That's the thing. Because um, I know last year there was... I think one of the teams out of the second division didn't want to go up last year. Um, and I think that opened the door for Maisie Royal to go up last year. Now, Maisie Royal are up there with South Liverpool um, and could win it this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, very good young side. They've come through every year with us behind us. Now, they flew this year. They've they've been frightening this year. And we've gone the other way for for whatever reason. Yeah. That, so. My mate, uh, Steve Scott, runs that beautiful St. Edmunds team. They've just been promoted, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. So are they, they're going to be in the Prem? Are they in the Prem next year? Or are they in the second now, I are think they? They've, well, whatever, what I've seen on the social media the other day, that they've just been promoted. I'm sure it's two promotions on the bounce, so right. I imagine they'll be in the Prem. It will be then, yeah. They, they should year. be in the good, Prem Good gaffer, Scott. He, he was a good player as well. Sheburn, lads, D. I played against them for someone yeah, along the way. Um, he played for the 80s when yeah. we were youngsters. Yeah, that's where it'll with, be. With uh, Steve Scott and Chris Tyson and that when they were youngsters yeah. before they went to that's where it'll be. the Sheburn in the Crosby League uh, or mm. uh, the Dickie Lewis's as, as they were called back, back in the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Right then, Dick, so shall we touch on me feature, mate? Okay. Where we have to try and build the perfect amateur footballer. So I'll hit you with a few, um, what do we call them, pointers and then you tell us what... Uh, you tell us who goes with that. So okay. I always start with left foot, mate. Left foot, um, Jamie Gormley, left footed, was a good player, could strike a ball very well. But um, there was a lad that played with at Marine. Um, I don't know what school he went to. I don't remember seeing him or playing against him for the school, but Peter Duffy. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what school he went to, but he had a great left foot, Peter. Yeah, so was he a left pegger, yeah? I'd go him left back, left foot as you. Right foot then? Right foot. Um, got two for that. Um, again, Joey Murray. Um, he could hit a ball. Um, and a lad that I went to school with called Jimmy Lee. Um, yeah. Jimmy Lee scored two whoppers this day. Um, I think it was I think it was Stockport we played in the FAU Cup. And... Literally, you couldn't have put them in the top corner any better from outside the area. Postage stamps, both identical but different corners from different halves. But pff, unbelievable, couldn't really? have strike a ball. He's another one that he sort of just come late through school. He was always just yeah, always played. But then as he got older, he just kicked on. Really got better. Yeah. What about touch? Ooh, touch has got to be Tony Grant. Um, Grant and I, honestly. Um, just like glue, just like glue. Every time it, it come near him, it, it never got away from him. So, got to go with Tony for that one. What about skill? Skill. Um, there's three people that come to mind for this one. Co- young Conor McVeigh was very, very skillful yeah. uh, when we done the kids side. Um, again, Luke Duffy. Who also played in the same side as us, um, little Duffy, just Duffy, yeah, yeah, boss player, just 
drops his little step over. Ah, yeah, lovely, brilliant. Uh, again, he shot up. He was only very, very small. He was at Warrington now, and he Luke. He was yes. when he did get a he got a pro at Salford, didn't he? That went a bit yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was speaking to his dad. His dad's a good fella. Keep in touch with his dad. Yeah, shout out, yeah. Um, but again, he I, I went to watch him against uh, a team from over the water for the Oyster uh, pre-season. And he was just sitting fellas down, just yeah, dropping at the shoulder. The goalkeeper was just laughing at one point. Yeah, he's horrible, mate. Uh, but some ability. Was that Lower Brecht, wasn't he? Yeah, Lower Brecht, and that's then right. uh, got, got the move to was it Salford, and then I it think felt he's with Warrington now. Yeah. And yeah, then, bizarre, that, isn't yeah. it? Considering they're down by billionaires, like, yeah. we had how that can fall through, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's pretty strange. Um, and a kid that I played at Aintree Villa with called Jamie King. Yeah. Um, I think he was from Belvale, ways, but... He was probably at the time when um, oh, sort of Ronaldo was doing things, this kid was doing the same things, and you were like, wow, what's he just done there? <laughs> um, just love watching kids do stuff yeah. off, the, off, off the cuff. What about Hedden then? Hedden, again, it's probably Jamie Gormley. Um, see, I've gone for... There's two fellas that stick out for me when you say Hedden. Jamie Gormley, if you put a ball into the box and he had a run on you, he could run and jump. And then there's another fella uh, who played with Aintree Villa called Tony Brown, centre-half. His lad's, um, I think he's just signed for York now, young Matty Brown. Um, he could hit the ball for miles. He was big, strong centre-half, but, but he could hit the ball. like It, it stayed at it when he headed it. Like. What about speed? Who was the quickest? I've got to say, um, in in our school days, Howie Jones. Um, yeah. Did you ever know Howie Jones from Alexander? Yeah, yeah. Good, Howie. Good, good football player, but he was rapid and he always used to score goals, but just... Stop playing. Just, yeah, just didn't seem to, to want to play footy, but he was rapid. And then, of course, George and Dar, uh, from that Palace days, I've never seen nothing yeah. like him. He was rapid. Carl Kidman was quick, wasn't he? Carl Kidman, yeah. when he got going. Deceiving. Yeah. yeah, very deceiving. What about strength? Again, um, there was a lad in our school days called John Tedford. He was very, very strong. Um, you didn't get much change out of him. He was physically bigger than everyone when we were kids. Very, very strong. Good football player as well. Um, Vinny Meskel as well. Yeah. Vinny Meskel at Marine. He was a big, strong lad. Um, good, good, good tackling. Um, what would you, you know. Couldn't be bullied. You you couldn't bully people like them. Not a chance. Um, so I, I'd have to say one of them too. Who, who was the fittest? Kept himself in the best nick. Um, I'd probably say Chris Dachan. Chris Dachan is still playing for the vets, as far as I know. Um, he's got to be four or five, at least years older than me. How old is um, that? He's got to be in his fifties, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, just everywhere you go, you just—he's always playing footy um, in the vets. He's still playing in the vets, as far as I know. Um, I played for Inter Villa with him, uh, the vets and the open age, I think. Um, and he was one of the big players when I first went to 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 Michael He was playing for them as well then. Who's the best keeper? The best keepers—it's um, it, got to be out of four. Um, it's got to be Terry Hollywood in there, Jamie McVeigh. Um, John McKenna from the Vale. Yeah, three goalkeepers there. Um, Phil Fisher was a, a brilliant character, and he was a good goalkeeper. But um, 
as I say, John Mack never really played with much, but you've seen him at the back end of his career, and it'd be frightening to see him in his A-day, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, he just can't play golf, John, that's his only problem. <laughs> um, and I couldn't split Terry or Jamie, because what one's got in one way, the other's got in the other way. So, are you allowed to stick with the two of them? Or have you got to pick one? I'll go on. I'm not forced to do anything I don't no. want to do. What one, nice. was good at, what one was good at, the other one... Was good at different things. Yeah. So go on, I'll let you. I'll let, I'll let you know that. Who was the funniest, maddest? The characters and the changes. There's there's, there's two. Um, there's Bugsy Martin Burrows at Entry Villa. You could hear him three streets away. He was just so loud. Very very funny lad. And then of course Tony Caveney. He yeah. is absolutely crackers. I used to come on the pitch with me pitches. Was Cave with you at the villa? Cave was with us at the villa, yeah. Um, How did he end up down here? I think the likes of Bugsy was up them ends and Alan Harvey's lad, Dave Harvey. I yeah, think yeah. they're from their South Enders. Um, so there's a connection there with them. Um, so Bonehead and um, Tony Caveney come up. But I've never seen anything like Tony Caveney's his sense of humour. is just unbelievable. Yeah, brilliant. What brilliant characters that have around your team, isn't it? Oh, he was crackers. I've never heard anyone out talk him and we were playing this day, a little story about him. Uh, probably won't thank me for it, but uh, I was playing up front for Inter Villa this day and this centre half's given him verbals. I thought, oh, no, don't. You've picked on the wrong person. So the two of them, neither of them could get away than Edgeways. And... Uh, Tony said to him, Dix, tell him to shut up, will you, mate? So there's a corner, and obviously it's their corner, and me and Caveney are on the halfway line, and he's saying to me, Dix, tell him to shut up. Two's a favourite, Dix, tell him to shut up. He's doing me head in. So next thing, I've dropped off to the edge of the centre circle. The corner's come in for the box, and I've just heard a slap, and I've turned around, the fella's just lying on his back. (laughs) And he was a big fella. The fella was a big fella, and I've thought, oh, what's going on here? And he's just turned around to the referee, ref, He's just jumped on the floor. He's just jumped on the floor. I don't know what's happened to him. Honest to God. And the fella just picked himself up, tail between his leg, and just walked off, mate. But oh, his Kung Fu chopped him, didn't oh, he? Yeah, mate. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Great character. Just constantly, just constantly on the wind up or constantly talking. And it's just so funny. Good lad. What about leadership? Um, again, Chris Dakin. Just led by example, just never ever stopped, just always running and working. But Joey Murray, he was, he got everything out of you, Joey, because he wanted to win that much. So when he's screaming at you and, and pushing you on, it drives you on, and you see him doing it week in, week out. So yeah, I'd say Joey Murray. Joey Murray for that one. What about attitude? The best attitude to, to the game? The best attitude. <laughs> It's probably not someone I've played with, but I'd go with Luke Duffy. Little Luke Duffy, brilliant attitude. Used to turn up every week, never, ever want to get involved in anything. You know, kids, testosterone flying and everything else, and there'd be arguments on the pitch. Now, he can actually box. Yeah, he's an odd little bastard. I went to watch him a few times with his half fella. Um, I think he won the ABAs at his age. I think there's a kid that boxes... I think he's in um, Ricky Atten's gym. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, from Birmingham, I think he is originally. I think he's an Asian lad. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. And uh, I think he's the only one that's beat him. I think he beat him twice, but that kid fought for England with the... Uh, yeah, with the he went to Monkstar, didn't he? In the, the Monkstar yeah. squad and all that. Yeah, I'm, I'm mates with his brother. Yeah. He used to keep me updated about it. And he'd say, like, he can either... 
he might be a pro footy player or a pro boxer. He had the choice, but but he didn't get involved. wasn't interested in all the tip for tat on the pitch. Oh, no, no. I mean, he, he used to get in my van on the way home and I'd drop him off and he'd go, "Why are people doing that? Why are they arguing with people? Why we're here to play footy? You know, just just go and play footy." You now I knew if kids argued with him, and you, you know the way he plays, Mickey, he'd get booted left, right, and centre. Yeah. And after tackles, he does get. After time, you think I wouldn't mind him getting up and giving a lot of crack there for that one. But just got up, just cracked on. And to be fair, he's made the most of his talent as well. And that's what I like about the attitude on him. He's he loves footy and he's he's gone on and he's proved himself and you know, hopefully he goes higher than actually Warrington, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a yeah, Luke Tuffy. Who's the dirtiest? <laughs> see There's a few kickers in that are his teammates. See the thing is you don't like to say who's dirty, do you? Because it's competitive, it's tackle and stuff like that. But it's got to be Butch. It's got to be my foresight. That game against North Mersey Lions, it was just... Pff, some of the tackles he was throwing in were unbelievable. Dix, did you, did you play in the in the Premier Cup game when, when the Warby tonked the Oddies? I'm not sure. There, I'm not we, sure. We won 6-0 like, or something. I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Perry got an answer. I, I remember the game. It was possibly might have, possibly might have. It was an early Premier Cup, Premier Cup game, like two, mm-hmm. probably two years into the Warby being the proper Warby, as I, as I call it. My fellow was in charge or whatever. Mm-hmm. Early rounds of the Prem Cup, it was about six 0 but Butch was playing and that. For us, was that? Yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah. Kev Willow was playing as well. Kev Willow, remember, right? Kev yeah. Willow, yeah. It was like Benesh played for Benesh and all that. He was yeah. playing. Yeah. You'd have been injured then, no doubt, because I was. I weren't <laughs> playing. Injured, I was yeah. on the line. You were probably on the line. Yeah, probably. Probably with a crazy lag. So were you giving it to Mark Ford? Mark, you know, Mark, when he. I, I can't speak for when he was an adult, but I played with him and against him all my life. And he and he he was underrated, you know. He could play as well. as uh, and Mostly because he played centre mid and he had like the red air and he was always a big, a big unit and he'd leave his foot in. Uh, I used to watch him every week. He'd. He'd do this all the time. He'd take the mud off the sole of his boot and throw it in someone's face <laughs> just to wind him up. He was a wind-up mate. Yeah. He couldn't help himself. Yeah, he couldn't help himself. Like yeah. um, but he was underrated. He could play footy as well. Well, just going back to what I said earlier, when we were trying to get new lads into the team and him, Danny Edge come up, um, Mozzie come up, uh, the, the thing, maybe one of the twins, I think one of them might have been working away. So we had a little, not a trial because... It's pub footy, but a game set up to have a look at them. And I said to him, when we got back into the things, I said, you can play you, Mark. I said, everyone told me you're this big aggressive thing, but you were probably the best player there. And he went, oh, nice one, Dix. Appreciate that type thing. Not that he needed that said, but you could see he played. But then a couple of weeks later, he broke his ankle. And when he come back from that broken ankle, I think he was always mindful of what, I'm going to get there first and, and do it before someone else does it. Yeah. So I think the broken ankle, or the, certainly, I don't know, made them look after themselves a little bit more. Yeah. What about best goal you've seen, been involved in, scored? Um, there's been loads, but I touched on it before. Jimmy Lee, he hit them two strikes for Marine. Um, unbelievable. Um, a few of the older fellas have mentioned... Um, a lad called Jed Stenson on here, yeah. played for the Crocky Legion. Oh, he's actually my uncle. Um, I remember him scoring two free kicks, literally 
bent them over the wall, and the goalkeeper got up and walked off. Jim he put them both in the top corners, and the keeper just threw his gloves away and walked off. But to do it in both corners, I'd say they were pretty special two free kicks this year as well. Yeah, Jared. What was the hardest away fixture, or where didn't you like going, or where did you go with no joy? For me, when we when we were playing, probably Fleetwood Escort or when I was playing for Springfields in Preston, um, Paddyham, Paddyham up in Blackburn. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it was. I mean, you know yourself. I don't know what they are. <laughs> yeah, big farmers, most of them. But as you know yourself, most people don't like scousers. If you travel away, the, the scousers aren't liked. And we always seem to, to to have a bit of friggin' trouble there. Like, um, and I remember a few times it, there was first to go for a few times, like going off. But that was a place, and you never got anything from there. It was always like quite boggy there, pitch. Um, so I'd probably say them. That's I'd probably say them. But in the city, um, speak speak was a horrible place. Yeah, um, no one from the north likes going to speak there, no, do they? No, and I'm a, and I'm originally from Garston, so yeah. it's not too far away. But there, that wasn't a nice place to go. Going back to your blood brothers, yeah, yeah, that's it. So, the the final question, mate, you'd have to you'd have to pick yourself a partner. Dixie FC, who's it going to be? Um, it's, I mean, obviously Tony Grant's a professional football player, and he he was a big thing in my life growing up how good he was and, and trying to achieve what he was and trying to aspire to how he that, that dragged me to be better just watching him every every games lesson and whatnot in, in, in school um, but Joey Murray I'd have to go for Joey Murray because I spent a lot of time playing with Joe for many sides on a Saturday and stuff so I'd have to go with Joey Murray So considering he kept Andy Cole out the team is he going to score the goals if, if you're saying you, you don't consider yourself as a goal scorer and he was originally a centre half is it because he kept Cole out the team he's going to do the goal scoring or are you going to put your shooting boots on? We'll, we'll share them. We'll share them between us. I, I always saw you, Dix, as a, as a number 10. That I, I thought it's perfect for the 10 in, in behind the striker. But, but no, yeah. didn't did you fancy no. that yourself? Yeah, I played there, but I always played sort of centre mid or on the right, um, probably for sort of uh, for Marine. Fleetwood Esker. Um but uh, yeah, number ten. I'd like to play that, but you didn't have that back then. No, free you, roll. You, you didn't the have Nick, that. The Nick Barbie yeah. roll. Can I say that name in front of you? Yeah, I've actually yeah, I've got a great <laughs> focus out of him in Portugal. <laughs> but I, I tell you what we're talking about there, Steel AA is one of your good mates. Yeah, and obviously yeah. over the you know, over the course of many years I've come close to Steve and uh, I thought I always regretted. I'd have loved to have played centre mid with Steve. Yeah, yeah. Because I think what he does You're well and what I do. Short ass centre mid you've ever seen, like hey, yeah. Javier and Iniesta there. Uh, honestly, he's a good player, Steve. He, he, he can play footy. Um, and I think I think we'd have complimented each other, me and Steve, centre mid for your life. Yeah. And I remember, I'll always remember, sorry to uh, end it on, on that cup final. But when when you walked out the changes. <laughs> Gavin Laird goes he lifts his head up and goes it's like fucking dropping Maradona <laughs> that's what he said I'll take and that that's what he said honestly it always stuck with me that it's mm. just like fucking dropping Maradona that. and I just remember thinking fucking hell yeah I'll take that I'll take that all day long we'll end, on a, end on a Maradona yeah. comparison 
No problem, mate. Thanks, thanks, thanks very much for coming in, mate. Much appreciate appreciated. It. And uh, best of luck with the villa and uh, all the work that you and Zem should do to uh, restore restore the good times to the club. Thank you very much, mate. Much appreciated. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you, mate.